This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are well off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. And we're doing it again. I've taken over my friend Erica's Twitch stream to record this episode live. We'll be talking about the movies Fargo and Ferris Bueller's Day Off while we take questions and comments. Welcome! Hello! Hello. I don't know what just happened, but your mic just cut out back and forth a little bit. I said hello, hello, hi. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you yes, hear I me? Yes, I can hear you. <clears throat> Great. Thank Great. you for being uh, letting me do this again um, on your, your stream. No problem. It gets me off having to pick a video game for tonight. That's good. And it gives me all the work to to, to talk and uh, interact and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and there's a kitty. And you get to see this thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, sorry, one question to make sure I watched the right one. We were watching the 1996 Fargo movie, right? Not that the 52? The... Yes, correct. Okay, great. <laughs> this is a bad time to ask the difference. <laughs> Wait, we were supposed to watch the TV show, right? Because I watched all three seasons in one night. No. No. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, well, I'm glad you watched the correct show. I did. I did. This would be a very different and very strange conversation if you didn't. I just, uh, I, I assumed it was this one also. Okay. He's. I actually didn't know there was a 1952. Neither did I, but that's. Um, it's just Wikipedia told me. Yeah, apparently. And it stars uh, Bill Elliott, Myron Healy, and Phyllis Coates. And it's about the brother. The brother of a rancher, Bill Martin, is killed in a stampede started by a cattleman. Bill returned to the Fargo County to take his brother's place. That is, sounds a lot more boring than this one. Yeah, that's... Um... We can talk about that one on another time if you want. Like yeah. a sub a subcast. A subcast. A subcast. <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> so, well, at least I was like, I was afraid. It was like, oh, maybe it's actually a remake. Um, but no, it's definitely completely different. Yeah, it's totally different. But one thing I didn't realize, I'm like, I thought the movie was called Fargo because it takes place in Fargo. It doesn't actually take place in Fargo. It starts in Fargo. Yeah. And happens everywhere else. Yeah. That was my so, point, too. I was like, it's not, why is it called Fargo? I think that's just, you know, because that's the, the moment stuff happens. Well, doesn't he live in Fargo? He does not live in Fargo. Because he lives, um, well, where they're keeping the wife and where the crazy guys are, are where Paul Bunyan is from. I should have written that part down, shouldn't I? Uh, Brainerd. Brainerd, there you go. I wrote that down. And, um, but no, they live, what do they keep calling it? The Twin Cities, which is what? Twin, the I don't Twin know. Cities is Minnesota? Yeah. And St. Paul's? But I thought, what? No, I thought he lived in Fargo. Or he worked in Fargo. No, he works in Minneapolis. He works in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, so right at the beginning of the movie, he goes from Minneapolis to Fargo to meet Steve Buscemi to be like, kidnap my wife. Oh, yeah. He right? travels so to it, Fargo to meet the criminals. Yeah. 
so that's where it starts. And then, um, then from there, it happens everywhere else. So they spend like five minutes in Fargo in the whole movie, which is a little confusing to me, which I, I don't know why I never realized. But before, would you but watch a movie called Brainerd? I mean, <laughs> it's just as weird as Fargo. So because I mean, before Fargo came out, I didn't know Fargo was a place like it's fine. <laughs> I've actually been to Fargo like many times. <laughs> really? Was it fun? Did you, yeah. did you find that that bar to to get some people to kidnap other people? No, we did find a bar though, but probably not mm-hmm. that one. Okay. Um I drove th- I went with a friend and then we went to a conference there twice. Really? A conference for what? Creative people. It was like Creative? it was called Misfits Con and it was like 100 people that um we spent the entire weekend just like listening to people and playing weird games and partying in abandoned schoolhouses. And mm-hmm. uh, we partook in the uh, hammock. Uh, most people sitting in a hammock in one park at one time. Guinness World Record. Yeah. Cool. So we sat in right. hammocks and people counted us. Mm-hmm. Now that is that is some good world record having fun. Right. But like yeah. no murdering. No kidnapping. I kind of was really upset about that. So you missed out on the best part. Yeah, I know. And they also don't have that accent, which was also sad. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, fe- I felt really bad, though, because I know it's just an accent for the region and everything. But I was like, I can't take any of you people seriously. <laughs> like, I don't. I know this is a, these are horrible circumstances. You know, people are dying. What is it? Like, eight people died in this movie. Um, and in all in relatively horrific ways. Um, and is it eight people? Yeah, it's it's eight. So there's the there's the police officer. There's the two people in the car. There's the wife. There's the um. Wait, does the wife die? Did I miss yeah, that? Yeah, the wife. Yeah, she dies. The crazy guy kills him. Kills her in the apartment because she started screaming again. I missed that part. It's like three seconds. It's literally like oh, a okay. flash when when um, C. Buscemi's character walks back in at the end and he's got like blood coming out of his face. Yeah. And he's like, what happened to her? And it just flashes over to her and flashes back to the guy eating dinner. And, oh, yeah. okay. And she's dead. She's just dead. Um, Shatim says that she thought the Fargo was the name of somebody in the movie. <laughs> it's so confusing. <laughs> Why is this called Fargo? Well, I think we, I, I mean, maybe they were just trying to think of like the shortest but most intriguing name out of the movie. Like, I don't know. Yeah, because it's true. Brainerd really doesn't sound as interesting as Fargo does. No, it doesn't. I was just seeing if there's anything that talks about it, but there isn't anything that talks about why it was called Fargo. No, oh I my think the- God, they won a lot of awards for this. Oh, they won so, they won a bunch of Oscars and everything. They won for two, it. yeah. I mean, rewatching the movie, I forgot how good it was. I really did. Um, I wasn't into it as much as I was the first time. Oh, really? No. Yeah. I was. I mean, I was paying a lot more attention to just the story setup because the Cohen brothers have a really interesting way of creating their stories and telling their stories, and they're relatively basic stories. Every single one of them. But they make them so weird and so interesting and, like, 
And it's just like how they introduce their characters, how you understand yeah. the mentality of their characters and what their purposes are and and all that kind of stuff. And like it this is a relatively short movie. It's only like an hour and hour and thirty something minutes, a uh, thirty-eight minutes. And I fully felt like it was maybe, you know, two and a half hours long. Like it's one of those like epics. Well, yeah, like not. it took me two nights to watch a ninety-eight minute movie. <laughs> um it takes place outside of fargo and yeah fargo is in north dakota which is in which is a west province no state 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 (laughs) is a west state that fun fact is north of south dakota what that's crazy who knew (laughs) yeah i loved the accent though Sorry, we got. I gotta go back to the accent for a minute. I loved it. I loved when they were saying things. Uh, who was it? it? Was William H Macy, who I also adore. Um, mm-hmm. He was like, "Okay, well, well, good." Like, I'm just like, I love you. Also, it's like it's the accent that people make fun of Canadians for having. Yeah. And I was like, but they're not Canadians. But that's also like what you think we sound like. So. But I also I loved it. I, well. The thing is, there's nothing really for me to relate to. Like, is that, did they do the accent well? I have no idea. You know, that's not an accent I've ever heard outside of this movie, really. No, the people I know from Fargo do not have that accent. Okay. But also these people weren't from Fargo, apparently. Hey, Astralis. Welcome for coming. Welcome for coming in. No, thank Welcome. Thank you for coming in. Yes, thank you for joining us. I'm great. Yeah, currently we're stuck on accents and how goofy it is, but how they also he also said OGs a lot. Yes, and I was just like, (laughs) just like how he says it. I was just like, I love you so much. Oh no, my favorite was the oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah. The one scene where she's talking to the girls in the bar and she just says it like 25 (laughs) times every time they said anything. She was she was so annoyed with them. You could tell she was just like, I hate these girls so much, but I have to interview them. But they're so dumb and they're not giving me anything. You you know, he was just kind of, you know, funny looking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like how? How so? You know, and like funny looking. Funny looking. I love the look on her face, that whole scene. She's just like, oh my God, yeah. I hate this. Can I leave? Actually, one of my favorite scenes in the, the movie as well is the part where she's talking to William H. Macy and he's going on about how he's cooperating, what her problem is, and she gets <laughs> upset. And it actually like, like her very pleasant, smiley face, because the whole time it's like, yeah, she's doing a serious job, but she's very pleasant and happy the whole time. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, like you see the switch in her face. And the tone of her voice, even though the accent is still there, all of a sudden you're just like, oh, there it is. She doesn't take shit from nobody. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And she's also, um, what, eight, seven or eight months pregnant the entire movie? The entire movie, yeah. 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 And she's what just was- like, no. Fuck you, no. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I love- what was funny about it was um, I she took 35 minutes, 33 minutes to show up in the movie. And she solves the case in like a two days or something like that. Yeah. Which I think is crazy. Yeah. But I think that's because they were stupid criminals. But yeah, it's it's kind of awesome. Well, I mean, for one thing, the guy just kept killing everybody, which is 
I mean, sure, removing witnesses, but also you're leaving a trail of dead bodies. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure you're just making it easier for people to figure out who did it. Yeah, and also driving around with a car with no plates and people are just going to look for a car with no plates should be fine. Oh, I love that the plates said, uh, what was it, DLR? And yes. the guy's book said DLR and her partner was just like, oh, I don't think he finished writing it down. And she was just like, I don't think I have to. I don't think I agree with you. I think it was dealer plates. And he was like, oh, right. Ugh. Because like, right. she's the smart one. She's right? so it's smart. <laughs> So but yeah, it's it's really true. Like when you hear someone's accent, like how you perceive them. Because I know this sounds horrible, but as soon as I hear them talking, I'm like, these people are stupid. But then they like she does very smart things, but everybody else does something that's stupid as well. So I don't know. But that's my prejudice. Yeah. I'm putting it out there. Stop Change judging people, people based on their accents. I know. I wonder what people think of me when they first hear me. They're probably like, oh, my God. Ew. I can't tell you because I was crying when I first met you. So, no, I heard your voice before I met you. Yeah, you said you laughed at me for a while. <laughs> yeah, because I edited your the videos you did for work. And I was just like, she swears so much. I love this. I need to meet her. And then you came into the office and nobody introduced you. And I was just like sad that week already <laughs> like yeah. i don't want to talk to anybody yeah so just to clarify i was doing a uh, voiceover for a training video yeah and um because of the timeline i could do the recording but i could not do the editing and and so they're just like oh we have somebody in the office you can edit just make sure you record all the audio and i was like oh crap um, so then I sent it, sent it out and then I met you and you're just like, oh, you're the girl that was swearing all the time. That was hilarious. I was like, all right. She'd mess Bye. it up. She'd like click on something. She'd be like, oh, fuck. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to start again. And I'm just like, yeah. but I loved it. Cause I was like, okay, great. Cut that crap out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cut. It's over. Yeah. You made the editing easy. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think, oh, I think I this did. is. I think that's what made our friendship kind of easy to, to happen because we're just like, oh, we, we've already seen some horrible parts of each other. It's fine. Let's yeah. go. It's fine. I already know like what level of interaction I can have with you where I'm not like, wait, can I swear in front of this person? Can I actually show that I do really swear a lot or should I tone it down a little bit for them? <laughs> and you were just like, I was like, nah, I can swear all I want with her. She doesn't care. It's all good. Yeah. It's true. Like with the the swearing and stuff, it can be, I, I mean, I don't even think I swear that much, but there are definitely situations where I really want to swear or I do swear. Or I'm not thinking about it. So I swear. And, and, but in front of some people, you know, you, you say like, fuck. And then you, you do the look at their face. You're like, <laughs> yeah. do they hate me now? Is everything okay? You know, are you going to tell my mom? Like what's going on? So I fine. did the first time I did that to my mom. I was like with my mom. I was like, fuck. Oh, she's not mad at me. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. We can say this in front of mom. Your mom and my mom are very different people. <laughs> oh, my mom's rule is like, I can't, um, I can swear as long as I'm not swearing at somebody. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm mad about something, I can swear, but I can't like tell you to fuck off. Yeah. No. Then yeah, she's just like, no. Um, I'm missing things in chat. Hold on. Oh yeah, they're oh they are chatting along in there, aren't they? Yeah. 
uh, Shatim is going to rewatch this. Ashraleth needs to watch it. Ashraleth, you do need to watch it if you have not seen it yet. If nobody has seen Fargo yet, you need to watch this. Yeah, it's a it's a great movie. And one thing, I I know this is going to, especially people in Canada, they're, this is coming up real quickly or it's already happening. It's going to get cold and there's going to be snow. But this movie really captures the barren, desolate nature of winter very, very well. And also the prairies winter. Because it's yeah. very prairies winter. Like, it's not our winter, but it's very prairies oh. winter. Um, um, Sam wants to one, know if you like Bill and I's intro in Love Actually. Do you have yes, Love Actually? I do. I do have Love Actually. Dibs. <laughs> I call dibs. Somebody write I'm that. Pretty, somebody write that down. I'm pretty sure it's it's my Christmas episode next <gasps> year. Wait, your Christmas episodes you do more people, right? You get like yes, a whole bunch of people on it. Okay. Yeah, it's the Christmas episode next year. That and Nightmare Before Christmas is going to be for Christmas next year. Dave, what do you mean? Do they go far? Well, I know Dave swears at a lot of people too. That's why we're friends. <laughs> Sam's got his post-its. <laughs> What else do I have about this? Oh, um, do they go far in the movie? No. Oh my god, oh my god. it's a pun. Yeah, we spent time trying to figure this out. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm gonna. We're gonna. Dave. We're gonna skip over that one. Dave. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my one question about the movie was do you think that he still took the finder's fee after they said that they were going to cut him out of the deal entirely well he's dead so I don't think it matters and no I don't think he took the finder's fee okay fine then never mind <laughs> I don't know his father-in-law was an ass but at the same time you know William H. Macy's character was kind of an ass himself who oh. had no idea about business or anything I wrote, sorry, I wrote a a, a casting question down in my book, my notes, but I didn't, I didn't look it up. Oh, I had one thing about that. Okay. I, so the movie was on and I hadn't stopped it. So the credits were going. And one thing that caught my eye was that um, in the credits, the guy lying in the field has the symbol. Now... If you don't remember the symbol, the symbol was a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Prince. And I was very, very confused as to how this was in the credits. And I was supposed to look that up. But I don't see it. It's not in IMDb. It's lit. I took a screenshot. And Dave, yes, I did watch this movie. I did. If you were here (laughs) for the beginning, I would have told you I watched it over two days. Just you never okay. listen to the things I say anyways. Um, I so was what? looking up who Norm was. Norm, Norm is was. John Carroll Lynch. He is phenomenal. Oh, wait, the husband? The husband who brought her Arby's. Who brought yeah. Arby's, and I need to say it, and y'all can fight me on this. Arby's has the best French fries because they are curly fries that have a wonderful seasoning on them. But do you know how hard it is to find an Arby's in this freaking country? I don't think we even have one where we live. Um, I have never been to Arby's. <gasps> There's one where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So I cannot confirm or deny your claims. Um, There are no... The closest Arby's 
The closest one is very far away. It won't tell me what the distance is. Oh, direct. No. <laughs> what are... It's not Arby's. It's Arby's. Arby's. A-R-B-Y-S. It's a fast food chain and they make sandwiches and fries and stuff. Oh, see, Astralis <laughs> agrees with me about the curly fries. I have not had their sauce lately. I'm going to have to get that again. Um... Yeah, Shatim also says curly fries are amazing. There's a cat running against my leg right now. I don't like it. Hello, Nacho. Thanks for coming in. There's one. Okay, now they're all Googling <laughs> Arby's. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where the closest one is because then you're just going to stalk me. And the only person that's allowed to stalk me is Shatim. <laughs> Harvey, is an, Harvey is an invisible rabbit who is friends with... Um, Oh my god, I forgot what his name is. It's not Dick Van Dyke, it's the other guy. I've done my homework, Dave. I stopped listening to him. Harvey's is a restaurant, you know that, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not giving him the <gasps> Oh, I actually okay. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the invisible bunny, because I my Chrome uh, Jimmy Stewart, there you go. My Chrome tab tab had a thing about the TV show. Mm-hmm. It's the T it's you're talking about the from the TV show, right? The TV show Harvey? No, Harvey was a movie from 1950. Um, it was Jimmy Stewart, and he had a best friend who was an invisible bunny rabbit that nobody ever saw. Um, and the movie is sort of an indictment of the uh, mental institutions of the time. Okay, I was talking about Unhappily Ever After and the bunny Mr. Floppy. <laughs> okay, that is a very different bunny. <laughs> okay, But also a great one. But I also think that's why they had a bunny in Donnie Darko. It was a reference to this movie, Harvey, which I wouldn't be surprised about. I don't care about Donnie Darko. We don't, we, we don't have to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Apparently that scares you. Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. <laughs> and I can't go to the mall at Easter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently somebody's scared of Easter bunnies. It's fine. Shh. Shh. <laughs> I feel like yelling sock puppets, but no, yeah, that's okay. fine. Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about Fargo. Yes. Fargo. <laughs> we, um, we got derailed by fast food and, and Easter bunnies. It's okay. <laughs> um, well, my notes do say Arby's have the best fries because Norm bought her Arby's and she loved it. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. The guy who plays Norm, I know him as Drew Carey's brother from the Drew, that's Drew Carey show. That's who it is. Oh my god, that's who it is. Because my Drew notes Carey's just say Drew Carey's brother. That's all it says. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how I knew him. Yeah, he's Drew Carey's brother. Um, and the uh, one of the other things I noted is that in the kids' room, like William H. Macy's son's room, he goes in, talks to him, and then leaves and closes the door. And on the back of the kids' door is this giant poster of the accordion king. And I was just like, sorry, what? This is your idol? <laughs> Okay. My entire thing about the kid was that, like, you can see he didn't even think about how the kid would react to his mom getting kidnapped because yeah. they were out and he was just, he, they asked him, he was like, how's your son doing? And he was like, oh, shit, right, right. Kid called for him. It just seemed like, he was like, oh, yeah, there's somebody else in this house with me. <laughs> he just seemed to, like, forget about that kid all the time. Yeah, he doesn't have a son. Not mm-hmm. at all. Uh, They're talking about bunnies. Yeah, but Dave is talking about um, the compulsion to know who each actor is. Because it's true, there's certain people that yeah. you see and you look up and you're just like, 
where do why do I know this person? I, I've seen this person somewhere. Um, just like um, the the friend that she goes to meet in like the hotel bar, who's all like creepy and weird. Oh, and I having have feelings break. about him. Yeah, he's creepy and uncomfortable. But I was like looking at him. I'm like, I know you from somewhere. It turns out he was on In Living Color. There you go. I don't know that show. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. There's. What's his name whoa. in the movie? I don't know what his name in the movie is, but you should know what In Living Color is. I'm going to tell you this. Mm. Um, mm. Do I? Yes. What's weird is that feeling, but you've never seen any movies of the movement. Yeah. When you're like, oh, I know who this is. And then you figure out who it is. And you're like, I don't, I don't know who this is. Oh, it's he, his name in the movie is Mike Yanagata. His name is Steve Park. Oh my God, where is he on the list? Okay. So it wasn't starring Jane, Jim, <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was in, in Love and Color. Okay. It was a show by, it was a comedy skit show by the Waynes brothers and started careers of like for example j-lo she was a fly girl on there um what's the jamie fox his career started there as well um he was in mad about you <gasps> he was in kindergarten cop who was he in kindergarten cop uh he was he, also, he was somebody's assistant sorry he also did a voice in the venture brothers so that makes me like him even more <laughs> <laughs> okay but he was creepy in the show He's very creepy in the movie. I, yeah. As soon as he was like, can I sit beside you and sat down beside her? I love that she was just immediately like, no. She handled it so Go well. She wasn't, she wasn't mean or rude, but she was just like, no, this is how it's going to be. This is a situation. Yeah. You're going to go over here and I'm going to sit over here and we're just going to have a conversation. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, and I don't, I think he was expecting to get some, obviously. Oh, but I'm yeah, like, he was. She walked in with like seven months pregnant. You're not. That's that's not how that I mean, works. I mean, some might still. Yeah, but also like still. the part that like I really liked that she was very like nicely forceful with it. But then as yeah. soon as he moved over, she immediately lost all of that strength that she had and like started apologizing. And you could just like hear the change in her voice that she kind of felt bad for saying things, which is mm -hmm. what all most women are too. Like yeah. we're very like forceful about our feelings, and then as soon as the, somebody else is like sad about it we're like oh, okay I, I'm sorry yeah. I'm sorry I'm so terrible feelings. yeah I'm sorry I hurt your feelings yeah but sometimes it's also the like oh maybe I should apologize because he might follow me home and murder me that there's too. also that part too that yeah happens. oh yeah I've I've probably de I've definitely had that where I'm like oh I should be nice to this guy because he might murder me mm -hmm. yeah so we, we 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 know about those things <laughs> But yeah, how she handled the situation was kind of perfect. Um, oh yeah, and it was great. And I think I think one of the reasons why she apologized as well is because she her voice there was the same thing she did to William H Macy. So she put on like her police voice, you know, and she was like, "No, no, no, I'm not, you know, policing anything. So just relax. He's obviously having some sort of hard time or something. So." Yeah, because yeah. he starts getting – he's like, I have my rights. And she's like, I'm not saying anything. I just – just here to ta talk. And then he, like, completely flips out on her. She's just like, listen, yeah. this is what's happening. Yeah, and then he, and very, then he leaves. 
he's a very bad criminal. <laughs> like oh if he if he just kept his cool and would just answer her questions and be like, no, we did our inventory check yesterday. Uh, nothing seems to be missing from our lot, blah, blah, blah. She would just gotten up and left. But he got all snippy and angry with her automatically. So, of course, she's going to be suddenly suspicious and ask yeah. more questions about it. Right? He would do very bad in Among Us. Oh, yeah. He would not be able to be an imposter in Among Us. God. Now, every time I say, oh, yeah, that's all I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the whole thing just fell apart because he's a bad criminal. He's bad at lying. He knows stupid people who are doing stupid things. And it's, and all of his decisions were just wrong. All Every single one of them. I'd hate to say it, but he is a man (laughs) (laughs) he couldn't control his feelings there was a woman telling him what to do Uh, how dare she how dare she intervene in his his work to get money for a deal on a parking lot is that what it was or was a dealership or a parking lot he was trying to get money for it was a parking. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. lot. Yeah. He did all of this to land a parking lot. Mm-hmm. Like all of this was for a parking lot. Well, I think the whole thing was he works for his father-in-law, and his father-in-law is an ass, and it takes up too much of his life, and he was trying to get some independence away from this man, which I can understand. I understand that part of it. But how you're doing it, instead of just going out there and working and actually trying to do something to make money to, you know, move forward, is is stupid. Like, kidnap your wife? Yeah, that sounds like a great plan, you know, step number one. Because anytime it's like, why did, like, because even the criminals were just like, we don't get what your plan is. This doesn't make any sense. No. You know? Like, like you want, so you want 40 grand from... You're like you're gonna get it. Take eighty grand from your father-in-law. Keep give us forty, and you keep forty. Why? They're like, so, oh, because I need the money. Just ask people for it. They're like, I can't ask anybody for anything. And you're like, did you even try? No. So, whatever. <laughs> and in the end, they all died. Right. Well, technically, he lived. He just got arrested and put in jail and cried like a little baby. So that's fine. Yeah, but he never got the he never got the eighty grand. He didn't get anything. He didn't get anything. He got jail time. He murdered a ton of people, didn't get any money, and is now in jail. Yeah. But one thing we do know is approximately um, uh, $80,000 is buried on the way to Brainerd. From Fargo? On a strip of road. Yeah. Is it from Fargo? Yeah, I think it was. It's from Minneapolis. I don't know. But anyways, that's Tripa Road. There's a million dollars, uh, like just under a million dollars in there somewhere. Um, I read a thing about uh, somebody tried to go and actually find the money. And I oh, think there's they, a- they froze to death. And then they were like, no, no, no. She wasn't trying to find the money. She was. It was just suicide. But it was this whole thing where they thought she was actually trying to find the money that was buried. Yesterday, I was talking to them about doing this podcast tonight, and 
they brought up a movie which I added to my list of movies that I have a legitimate list, guys. Look look at this list. It's, it's too long. bright. It's too bright. Sorry, you can't see. Anyways, um, yeah, it's called Kumiko the Treasure Hunter. And I was like, why are you bringing this movie up? What We're talking about Fargo. Um, but when you look it up, it's actually about this woman who finds a copy of Fargo, thinks it's a treasure map, and actually goes to Fargo looking for the money. So when you said that, I was just like, wait, are you describing a movie or was this like an actual story and somebody died? Because I have a feeling it, this woman dies in this movie, but I don't know. Maybe then, but the way the thing I read, it sounded like it was a, like an actual story. Maybe that movie's based off of the story of this. I have no idea. But it is on my list of movies to watch now. So maybe I'll, I'll let you know when I find a copy of it and have a look. Yeah, come hang out. Come, come oh, yeah. hang out. We'll watch it together. Yes, we will. But it really does look very interesting. It's still, like, all the images from this movie have that, like, it's very different looking, but also still has all that, like, cold, you know, barren, snow-covered, windy space to it. God, the prairies, man. It's just, you get lost in, a, in the snow. Uh, they say, um, no matter how much you try, if you do not have a focal point... Even though at first it'll be large circles, you will end up walking in a circle no matter what. It has to, oh, apparently yeah. has to do with your equilibrium. Yeah, because um, nobody walks in a straight line. You're yeah, going to always no. walk in a slight curve. Mm. So that's why they say if you're like, stay by your vehicle, don't like walk off into nothingness because you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, but nowadays you can just do a pin drop in Google Maps and then where the car is and then just walk. Well, nowadays you can. Yes, I agree with you. you I can. actually found a pin drop last. I think it was last night. Um, I found a pin drop in Michigan, in my Google Maps, and it's. I think it's from uh, when a friend and I went. And we parked our car, mm-hmm. and we just pin dropped where the car was because there was no way we'd find it again. <laughs> I'm I'm very happy you weren't just lost in the wilderness. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, I that was the happy story. That was the trip that you were supposed to go with me when we went to watch the soccer games. We like had to pin drop our car because we did not know where we were. I was still mad about that excursion. Still mad about it. Um. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I had a great time with Jasmine, but like, also mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't use modern yeah. day logic. Why? It's, well, because the movie place in like 1996. I know. And I thought it was so oh. funny that nobody had a cell phone. Everybody's picking up. No, sorry. The movie takes place in 1987. It was made in Yeah, because that was the one thing I wrote down was, do both these movies take place in the same year? Well, the other one, it's filmed in 86, but does it take place in 86? No, the, the this movie takes place in 1987. Yes, the, but F- Ferris Bueller also takes place in 19... It takes place in 1986, so it's technically Six. the same time. Time period, But yes, very correct. different mm-hmm. outfits. I mean, they had this. Well, one was winter and one was like summer, so I get it. Yeah, uh, or sorry, or like like late spring. Um, and no, it's I'd say it's more like, early spring because he keeps talking about graduating in June. True. So Dave wants to know what we feel the underlying theme of Fargo is. Um, I think the underlying theme is to watch get- her temper and. Don't try to 
take the quote unquote easy way out. Oh, I was going to say to go to the bank for your bank loans and not kidnap your wife. (laughs) I think that works as well. (laughs) Money's not going to buy you happiness. But I think Frances McDormand at the end kind of encapsulates the movie where she sits there and she's talking to the guy in the back seat and she's like you know all of this just for a little bit of money money isn't everything and i think that's also part of the theme of the film right it's just like why are you you know why are people so obsessed with with all of these things and and the thing is too it's like you see two lifestyles you see william h macy's lifestyle and you see her lifestyle they live in the same town pretty much and they kind of have the same world. They both live in relatively decent houses. They're married. She's about to have a child. He's got a child. But she's clearly very happy and very content in her world. And he is just angry because he wants more. And I think it's one of those things where if you're happy with what you have, you can see the joy in it. And it doesn't mean to stop, you know, try to do better or to be good at what you do. It just means, you know, don't make dumb decisions for stupid reasons. Yeah, it's also the same, I think, that it's like just be happy with what you have and not try to get more because at the end when she's in bed with her husband, her husband's painting one, the three cent stamp. Mm-hmm. And he's just, talk- he's just talking about how somebody else got the norm- like the stamp people will use. And he's like, no wow. one's going to ever use the three cent stamp. And she's just like, yeah, they will. Like when, post- when the postage goes up, they'll have to buy the three cent stamp. Mm-hmm. for all the old ones like she's just trying to make it like you did something great like who cares what he did like people are still gonna want to use your use your stamps like it's still she's still proud of him for what he did and it's you don't have to try to get more than you have just be happy with what you have yeah it's true um and like black magic is saying that he's reminded a little of burn after reading just with the inanity and stupidity displayed And it's true. Like, I think a lot of their movies seem to have the same sort of kind of base to it. It's it's a relatively easy or supposed to be easy, like heist or something like that. And then these people are just stupid, you know, and then something comes out of it. And, you know, you think about like Raising Arizona and you think about um, uh, what is it? Blood Simple. You think about. Fargo, you think about Born After Reading, you think about, um, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? I wonder what's if- What's the one with, like, the black guys oh, in, like, the old one. lady's house, and I think it's, like, Tom Hanks is, is after them. I don't know. I don't remember what that one is called. Um, but yeah, like, all of those seem to have sort of, like, the same base, and then they build these different stories on top of it. Yeah, I was just looking to see if they did um, Trapped in Paradise because it's kind of the same, kind of the same, but they didn't. So mm-hmm. you haven't seen Trapped in Paradise, though, I think. No, I don't. That doesn't sound mm-hmm. familiar. Well, I think you're going to have to come over for a movie night. I own that one on DVD. Oh, is this the one you were telling me about the other day? <laughs> yes, that I want us to all watch on wine night as a Christmas movie because it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. All right. So there we go. We're going to start our Christmas movie watching. Love that. Ooh, Bounty Fair. Yes, Lady Killers. That's the one I'm thinking of. Um, I also wrote <laughs> down, uh, could you imagine getting the shit kicked out of you while you're naked? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, the guy's just like, I'm pretty sure he's having sex, right? And then the other guy comes in and just, like, throws her off and yeah. just, like, starts 
beating the shit out of him. And I'm just like, the poor yeah. dude. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, and it's like he takes out, it's like he's a child too. Like he pulls off his belt and starts beating him with his belt. <laughs> like, what is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah, he just like start, like pushes him over and just starts whipping him with his belt. And the guy's just like buck naked lying there on the floor, having no idea what's going on. No, no context, no idea. Yeah. I mean, tell you the truth, he kind of deserved it because oh, he yeah. was doing stupid things and that guy was going to end up back in prison because of him. Oh, yeah. But, well, well uh, they, were, they were all doing stupid things. But they really were. <laughs> I mean, at least, like, the girl got out of there. Yeah, she, she did. She, she, yeah, she, she did right down the hall. Yeah, she did. Oh my she God. got kicked in the butt, though, I think. Also, can we talk about the wood chipper? Oh, yeah. I put, the I, put the, I, I put down, he put him in the wood chipper and an exclamation mark. That's how important the wood chipper was. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I put I put down the wood chipper always gets me because so one thing I noticed about this movie is you don't actually see the violence. You see right before the violence, it cuts and then you see the consequence of the violence. Yeah. So even like when the first cop gets shot in the top of the head, you see the guy reach over with the gun and you're outside of the car. He pulls the trigger and then you see like the blood spatter inside. Right. Yeah. Um. When he kills uh, his accomplice, you know, you see him coming at him with the axe, but you don't actually see him kill him. And then you see a foot in in the um, the wood chipper outside. And but the thing is, oh, not the just the, they... not sorry, not just the foot, like the blood, too. Oh, like, yeah. the Like before the... you see the foot, he's standing at the wood chipper and there's just blood off the side of the wood chipper. And you're like, oh, he's not doing wood in the wood chipper. There's a body in the wood chipper. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of brutal. Um, but the way they cut all of the scenes together where there's something violent happening, um, you you feel like you actually saw it, you know, yeah. but you don't actually see any of it. And you're just like, whoa, this is blowing my mind. They did that so well that it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. But so, I still I didn't just, really need to see the foot. And yeah. the like, and he's like push, up, trying to push it down. Also, my last note on this movie was when Frantic McDormand says, oh, and it's such a beautiful day at the end during the middle of a snowstorm. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're a crazy person. Uh, you don't like snowstorms? But you live in Canada? Um, yeah. I don't mind a snowstorm if I don't have anywhere to go, which is probably going to be this year and I'll be fine. But if I'm stuck in a car, driving along a highway with 12 layers of clothes on and a coat in a car, you know, driving very slowly, I'm just like, Oh, no. see, you're doing it wrong because you crank the heat and take your 12 layers off. Maybe not all 12. But, mm. like, do not wear your winter jacket while you're driving. That's just, like, Crazy. that's uncomfortable. Especially, I mean, if you're driving to the store and back, sure. But if you're driving for, like, three hours... No, you heat the car up, you take your coat off, you take your scarf off, you take your toques off. Oh, I could agree with that, yeah. Um, yeah, if I'm driving more than 15 minutes, I take off my coat when I get in the car, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, um, also, Shatim, sorry, Shatim has her priorities straight. She's watching me instead of making dinner. Um, <laughs> I'm eating Ritz Bits for dinner. <laughs> I should be sponsored by them. I eat them on, like, every stream. You really should give him a call. Be like, look, your people are going to start buying this stuff because of me. Just be prepared. Yeah. Like, there's a clip of a video game where I got lost because I was eating crackers. 
<laughs> not surprised. Yeah. I was just uh, like, oh, crap, what's going on? I got distracted. I was eating crackers. <laughs> I actually don't. This is actually one of the few times I don't actually have anything munching while I'm doing this. I don't have any candy right now. You always have snacks. I always have snacks. I think I ran out. You're a snack person. Um, I am. A, I'm a. I'm a very big snack person. Um, it's usually candy. It's usually something sweet. But every once in a while, I need like a bag of chips, and it's amazing. <gasps> do you want to? Oh no, I'm going to see you on Saturday. I'm gonna be like, do you want to come over for nachos and sour cream? Well, we can have nachos while we're out. They don't sell nachos. Yeah, they do. Come out. <laughs> they sell yeah, nachos. They yeah, they do. How have I never had their nachos? I think you have had their nachos at least once. I don't think so. Mm. I eat their the kids' quesadilla. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that again. <laughs> it's fine. I just, I'll pay the adult price. I just don't want the adult stuff. Okay, you know there's somebody from across the pond here when they say things like crisps. I know, right? Like, crisps. What are, what are crisps? They're not crisps. <laughs> I love how both of you are so confused over nachos. Um, I don't believe that they... I don't believe I've been, you. But. I've been dragging Erica to my favorite pub um, every once in a while. Uh, we sit outside, socially distant. But she's in my bubble because we both live alone and we don't see that many people. So it's fine. Um, our flow chart, Our flowchart is less than 10 people. It's fine. Yeah, I think our flowchart is like eight people or six people or something. It's a very small flowchart. Yeah, and every... I think we've actually... Um, as of next weekend, we can kick Jasmine off our flowchart. Oh, yeah, we can't. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's going somewhere? No, it was just been two weeks since we saw her. Oh, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, this place sells, they sell nachos. You never asked about nachos. I would have pointed it out for you. It would have been fine. Wait, is he referencing crisps to nachos? Wait, because you said chips? Because I said chips. Oh. (laughs) Erica, why are you friends with her? I'm friends with her because she's a lovely human being that gives me her sour cream. I did. I bought you a tub last time. Oh my god, yeah, you also, did. Also, I so, I also I feel like I should have yelled phrasing before I said that, but it's okay. <laughs> Fine. Um, I'm looking at their list. They don't have nachos. This is a very tangent. This is a very side tangent, but I just want you to know that there is no nachos on their their menu. They used to have nachos. I've had nachos there many times. No, because I would have gotten it instead of the cheese curds. Mm-hmm, but the cheese curds are good, too. Maybe they don't have it because of COVID. It might be like a changed menu thing. Oh, my God. They've got the linguine right now, though. Linguine is delicious. Very good. Okay, I'll stop looking at this. Yeah. Yeah, you will. Anyways. Okay. So any more comments about Fargo or should I try to Does anybody uh, in the chat better? Does anybody in the chat have any questions or comments about Fargo? Or Fargo? Uh, will I look at my list? Oh, Duff drinks a lot. Just let you know they're deep fried cheese curds, not <gasps> just like a bowl of yeah. cheese curds. They're, they're so, so good. good. They're so good. Also, I'm, I think, oh, they don't, they're, are they on Skip the Dishes? Uh, I don't think so. I've, I've never I don't use any of those apps if I want food from somewhere I go I order from the place so the place gets more money I yeah but like I, I'm not gonna go do pickup from there right now oh yeah it's a little far for you uh no they're not on skip the dishes also for your donuts you made me break my uber eats boycotting 
I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I had to use idiots I mean, for those. Um, uh, uh, cheese- sorry, hold on. Yeah, what is this? Oh, my. What is with these people that don't know what what they didn't know what something else was? What was the other thing they didn't understand? Uh, Arby's. Arby's. I yeah. Cheese curds. It's a cheese curd is a cheese. It's the cheese you put on poutines for one thing. A, a lot of people outside of North America don't even know what poutine is. They do, right? but I've fought them. They think you can put cheddar cheese on a poutine. I think I think it was cheddar cheese. So um, cheese curds are apparently a. Oh, Lisa wants to know. We'll be nice now. Oh, Tim got it. He's it's good. It's there. Um, but yeah, the it's cheese curdled milk, either eaten alone as a snack or prepared dishes. Yeah, but you just yeah. The, so the fried cheese curds is you fry it. You put it in batter and then fry it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dave wants to know about my boycotting. Um, essentially, it was I spent over $20 on food. It arrived uncooked. And Uber Eats would not even give me a $5 credit. But I lost $20 on food. So I'm using Skip the Dishes instead. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, a shitty day um you'll you'll dm duff drinks a lot where they can get cheese curds i don't want to say i don't want to say it on stream yeah for sure my stomach is yelling mine is too shatim uh yeah i haven't eaten dinner either so i need to we'll get on that after this but i don't know I haven't been cooking. I must week. know where these deep fried cheese curds are. And cheddar cheese has no business. Cheddar cheese has no business. Any any cheese that's not a cheese curd has no business being on a poutine. No. Really? Yeah, no. It has to be cheese curds. Otherwise, no, it's not a poutine. I mean, cheese curds are definitely better, but if you put like a like a mozzarella or cheddar, I don't mind it. Oh my god, in Quebec they call them squeak squeak cheese. Um, <laughs> apparently Dave wants me to ask you how good my food looked. How, how, how good did Dave's food look? Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to catch up to this. Surely it's the restaurant place. Yeah, but the restaurant wouldn't do anything because I ordered it from Uber Eats as well. So I moved. I just moved instead of ever ordering from that restaurant again. That's the reason I <laughs> yes. moved is because of that restaurant. That was it. I mean, the version of it up here is amazing. They love me. They remembered me. Um, Tracy asked Erica how good. It did. His food did look really good. Dave's really good at cooking. Um, And I'm not saying that in like a sarcastic, sassy way. His food is very good looking. Does his food look as good as my food? Like, I don't want to pick sides on this. (laughs) I want to start a fight. This is what I'm here for. Um, But his food did... His food does look decent. What group chat is that in? Nacho's food looks good too. All of these f- people with food. Yeah. Food is delicious. Yeah, I know Dave makes his own Chinese food. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I don't. You make your own pierogies. I don't. I just buy them frozen. Ooh, maybe I'll have pierogies later. Yeah. Remember I made um the beef dumplings? What about cheese curd and other cheese? And another cheese. On a poutine? Like cheese curd and another cheese on a poutine? Yeah. Show me your Dave wants you to show him yours and he'll show you his. Uh just follow my you can follow my other Instagram. I'm gonna just put it in this chat. It's fine. At, at. I don't think you can because 
only a mod only mods can put link or are you just putting the at yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. don't do a link she posts her food all the time um I cook when I'm bored, so then I end up creating things that take a lot of time. So that's what I do. <laughs> Ooh, caramelized. Oh, well, I don't like onions, but I do enjoy the pulled pork part on poutines. I miss um, what is the poutine? What is the poutine place? Um, Smokes Poutinery. Smokes Poutinery. Oh my god, mm-hmm. the poutines from there. Uh, which one did I like? I like the. Was it? I don't know. It was like the nacho one or whatever. Which we're back to this again. But it was like uh, gravy and it had like salsa and guac and like stuff on top of it. Yeah. And it frustrated me when I couldn't sit and eat it there because it closed the top and when you opened it, it looked like it was all pre-chewed, but it was still delicious. Um, but yeah. My so favorite <laughs> is you can get the pierogies one. So you get poutine with oh, pierogies and sour cream on top of it. Uh-huh. So good. Yeah. So good. And like we, there used to be one up here. We walked up once because they were open till 3 a.m. We walked up once at like 2 a.m. and the whole restaurant had shut down. No. They were gone. Yeah. So we were oh, just standing there like a bunch of drunk idiots wanting poutine. Yeah. Anyways, nobody had anything to say about Fargo, I think. We're all just talking about food now. Food now. Yeah. Which is – is that good or bad? I don't know. I don't know which way to take this. Shatim, <laughs> you're more than welcome to send me nachos. You know where I live. Um, yeah, so I guess we're going to sidestep into uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which seems to take place at the same time as Fargo, which I don't know why I didn't put those two things together, but there you go. That's what I'm here for. Nothing um, except pointing that little things out. Yeah, and one thing I have to say, I still want Ferris's sweater vest. I don't, a sweater cardigan. I don't know what's up with that thing. I just want it. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Do you want me to make you one? Ooh, can you're going to knit me a, what is that? Like, it's got like leopard spots on it or something. It's great. I could probably figure it out. Done. I'll take it. Thank you. That might take um, me a while, but I can probably figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And five years from now, you'll be like, here you go. I'll be like, what the fuck is this? He's so confused. You're just like, I don't remember this. And I'll be like, do you not remember anything we've done together ever? <laughs> nope. Should I? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what we did last week. Oh, we watched Uh, Halloween movies. That was not last week. uh, So one of the things I looked up as soon as I started this movie was the ages of the actors in it. Because one of the things up until, I don't know, even right now. But they used to hire people who were clearly not teenagers to play teenagers. Oh, it's. Like, I think it's less apparent now, but it used to be very obvious. Very obvious. But even watching this movie, I found they found people who looked relatively young, like they were around the correct age. Yeah. Um, I was wrong. Uh, Matthew Broderick was twenty-four. Um, Alan Ruck uh, was thirty, and but Sarah, um, sorry, Mia Sarah. She was actually 19, so she was actually a teenager. Oh, so they had one person that was, like, really close to the actual age. Because they were probably 18. Yeah, well... grade 12? So she wasn't. So she was in grade 11 because she had one more year. And those two... Yeah. So they they should should have been, like, 17. 
No, I was. I would have been 18 when I graduated. Well, it depends on your birthday. You would have been eight, it? 17 or 18, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my birthday's in the summer, so I was 17. Um, but yeah, that's right. So, I did an extra year because high school's fun. I don't know. I was um, – well, we had OACs to go to university, oh, right? Yeah. So I still did OACs when I was in school. Um so that was fine. But I ended up, I mean, technically I was told by my teachers that because of how many credits I had, I could have gone to university at the end of grade 12. But by law, you had to do an OAC year before you went to university. Yeah. So I graduated with like six extra credits that were like, I don't know, they were stupid classes too. It was an art class, but it was like advanced physics, calculus, and chemistry, I think. And uh, art class and a drama class and something else and I was like, yeah oh uh, an english class it was an english class Why? And i was like i don't fucking know i needed extra credits i did co-op i worked at foot locker i got paid oh, for my school hours they were like you need uh, another credit i was like cool i'll take three extra credits and i'll go work at foot locker all day for an entire semester <laughs> no yeah, no, they made us stay in school because blah. Fucking yeah, know. no, my school was very big on taking co-op and mm-hmm. you going off and doing things outside of school and getting experience. Anyways. I mean, we did stuff like that as well. But uh, like at the time, you if you wanted to go to university, you just had to do an OAC year. And I was like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. My sister was the last for OAC. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. was Christine. And yeah, 24 is the average age for high schoolers. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, some movies are so obvious. You're just like, there's no way in hell you're in high school. Like, what is what is all of this? You I, know, like, yeah. you have a dad bod. Like, what is happening? Here? Well, I agree with uh, Duff Drinks a lot that, that Alan Rook did not – he did not look like he should have been – he was in high school. Really? I find – I didn't I think, think he did. it worked. Like, I think – I didn't think he was 30, but I know he wasn't in high school. But I don't think he looked so out of place. Like, he didn't look – you know, like, who was in 90210? Like, all of them didn't look like anywhere near people who should have been in high school. Luke Perry didn't look like he should have been in high school? He was, like, 45. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think he looked. I thought he looked like he should have been in college. So, like, he didn't look 30, but he did not look like he was in high school. I don't know. But, I mean... They were about to graduate high school and they were going to be in college. Who was it? I was talking to somebody yesterday that they hadn't seen any John Hughes movie. It was Queen Shatim. Yeah. Yeah. What? I know. She's questioning my friendship with you, but she hasn't seen any John Hughes movie. You got to see a few. You got to see this one. Um, The Breakfast Club. Pretty in Pink. Um, Is Pretty in Pink the one that I'm thinking of? I don't like Pretty in Pink that much. Like, I I get it. It's okay. No, do you want to know what my favorite one is? And I have it on DVD. What? what Do you want, wait, do you want to guess what my favorite John Hughes is? Is it 16 Candles? No. Is it, um, uh, She's Having a Baby? Is that what it's called? Yeah. No. Um, yeah, he did do 16 Candles, uh, Black Magic. Oh, he's great. It's really, I really like 16 Candles, but it's not my favorite. Well, except for the you watch it now and what is it? The Asian character is offensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just need to put a disclaimer in front of it and it's fine. 
<laughs> I think they actually are starting to do that on some they are. Uh, channels now. Uh, uh, no, say say anything is my favorite. Really? I love John Cusack. I found that one so it's, boring. It's baby John Cusack. Yeah, but he's also in 16 Candles. I know, but still. He's one of the nerd friends who's just like, yeah, whatever, you can never get with a girl. <laughs> Joan Cusack's also in it, and she's got headgear. It's really funny. Is she? That's the one with um, uh, his name's Ducky in the show, in the movie, right? No, that's Pretty in Pink. That's Pretty in Pink, okay. Yes. Yeah. John Cryer. Look, I didn't rewatch those. Well, you didn't have to. I know, but I, I feel like I will now. <laughs> I'm just What's kidding. really funny? I'm saying Sixteen Candles is great, and I don't like Pretty in Pink that much. But Pretty in Pink is the one that I own. I don't know why. Dibs. Dibs. Dibs on a lot of things today, Eric. Are you sure you're just going to be on for like a whole year? Is that what's going to happen? Can I? Can we just like co-host this on the, on your stream? Yes. Totally. I'll wear my sweater though with my merch though. Yes. See, now I have to get one, and I could wear it. So then we can. You know, can be no, like, that's what your Christmas. Time. Well, your Christmas present's not my merch, but anyways, um, yeah. I had to look up who the sister was because I couldn't think off the top of my head that it was Dirty it's Dancing. Jennifer Grey. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh, I know her, and I could not think of what it was. But she was also in, um, oh my god, what's that movie called? Uh, you know, Wolverines. Oh, they made a remake with uh, Thor, and it was horrible. But not Thor, um, like with Chris Hemsworth. With Chris Hemsworth, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Thor was in a, what Thor? What movie was Thor in? Um, I'm really bad at like, like Red Dawn. I was Dawn. gonna there let you, you go. have Thank it, you. but oh, Red Dawn. Oh yeah, we yeah. watched. Uh, I watched the remake, and then other Tracy's dad made us watch the original. Yes. So Jennifer Grey's in that one with Patrick Swayze, and apparently, yeah. so I was watching um, the 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 movies that made us the the Netflix show, and they were talking about Dirty Dancing, and apparently Jennifer Grey didn't want to make Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze because how he treated her on the set of Red Dawn. That's what I heard. And he too. was like a real asshole, um, but apparently, like on this, he like apologized and and stuff, and they got along pretty well, even though he's. He was still very tough to work with because um, he's kind of a perfectionist or was a perfectionist, I should say. Um, but yeah, I love the fact that that's what I remember, but I can't remember the name of any of the movies. It's fine. I'm okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I think that they filmed things. I think. T okay. So I thought two of the scenes were out of order in the movie mm -hmm. because the nurse goes to get. Um, is it Sloan? Is that the girlfriend's yes. name? Yeah. Goes to get her out of class. But then you see the receptionist and the principal trying to figure out what class she's in. That is true. And he's running to the class. That is correct. But she's already been pulled out of class by the nurse because her grandma died. And I was just like, I'm sorry, but she already she already left class because the nurse died. But now the principal's trying to figure out what class she's in. Mm -hmm. But she's she's not in class anymore. Well, maybe what it is is that they called, I don't know. I don't know, even know why I'm trying to justify the mix-up, but it's true. Like, when I watched it, too, I was like, this doesn't seem correct. Um, but then I got over it really quickly because I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Clearly not a good principal. He was a terrible <laughs> principal. He was yeah. far too obsessed with, with Ferris Bueller. Far mm -hmm. too obsessed with him. And because... Just 
he deserves everything that happened to him that day. Yeah. And you're like, no, you had no need to go to his house to try to take him down and crawl into his backyard and all this kind of stuff. Like, if you got ignored at the front door, just just freaking go. Just leave. Yeah. You but parked also, your car in front of a fire hydrant. It's going to get towed. That is your problem. It was he so. missed nine days in mm-hmm. in school. Like, for, nine's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but for the semester? I guess it depends how long your semester is. But, like, our semesters were four months long. Yeah, but nine days and four months, no, that's a lot. That's, that's not a lot. <laughs> it is. Says somebody who I also never went to international business. And I got a 93. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, he, he's a horrible principal. Like, I, I enjoyed everything bad that happened to him. And I always forget how much I would enjoy that because I was kind of afraid I would, in, like, I better understand the adult version of it. So like, oh, no, I understand the principle now, why he's going, doing no. all this. I'm watching the movie. I'm just like, I still don't. You're an idiot. What are yeah. you, what are you even doing? Like, well, you're being irresponsible. Yeah, like what Tim says, too. Like, he left the school grounds for the majority of the day. Like, the principal left his main job, which is to watch over these kids Mm-hmm. to track down one that was supposed to be homesick like it just i hope he got fired yeah i hope so too i mean in the end he we'll got sweaty pocket gummy bears so maybe that counts that is true um it actually turns out like i looked up the girl who gave him the candy and she does a bunch of like voice work on a bunch of different shows and i was like oh my god you're amazing that was totally yeah. me in high school too the nerdy girl with sweaty gummy bears. No, really? <laughs> no. That makes me sad. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I did not. I will just say that I may have been the nerdy girl in high school, but I never had sweaty gummy bears. Okay, <gasps> it's fine. My gummy bears were all fresh and squishy and delicious. My brain went to like thinking your gummy bears were something else for a second. No, that's not innuendo. <laughs> it's literally gummy bears. Maynard's gummy bears. And the little pink package, you whip it open. It's fine. Everything I sound say sounds good now. <laughs> it does. What is, what it is does. Your problem? <laughs> and I feel like Dave's gone. He's missing all of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, he's he's still here. Your gummy bears brought all the boys to the yard. Um, of course they did. Thank you. Everybody needs a little sugar in their life. It's fine. <laughs> As I argued about, like, (laughs) I argued with them about, like, comic books and stuff. I still remember having an argument with uh, this guy in school who didn't realize how nerdy I was. And he was having an argument with his friend about Wolverine and Wolverine Origins had just come out. And they were talking about um, his adamantium and how, like, he got it removed from him and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, but he wasn't born with adamantium. It was... It was put into him and then he got kidnapped and then it was ripped out of his body. So he's gone feral. And they just looked at me like I was a psycho and we argued for like 45 minutes. Next day, I'm like, I've read the comic books. Next day, I brought in the comic books. I'd be like, here, 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 and here. What is your problem? This is before Google, okay? (laughs) This is how old I am. I'm sorry. This is why I had to physically bring in the comic books and I couldn't win the argument on the spot. So, hey, I just remember go. getting in fights with my best friend over hockey. Yeah. There was like days where like her hockey team beat my hockey team and we just did not speak the entire next day. We'd both walk in with our jerseys on and just been like, 
I, she was just like, she liked the Colorado the avalanche. Um, sure. Yeah, and I was supporting Calgary Flames because of a family member. Mm-hmm. And like, we would just walk in the next day with our jerseys on and just be like, I'm not talking to you the entire day. It's like our lockers are beside each other. We have every class together and we sit beside each other. It's just like, no, no. I need, I need this question answered by like, uh, did you give her summer teeth? I don't know what summer teeth is. You know, when you knock out a tooth. And oh, it's no, yeah. I wasn't no. violent. I mean, I, not to my friends. <laughs> That's not what this podcast is about. No, it's not about violence. But it's not. Hockey is, it's about love it's, and spending the day having fun in the sun. Yeah, but you can bring a hockey in this because he's wearing um a, a Red Wings jersey. Yeah. for most of the show. Yeah, movie, and then so, I had to look um, it up. It's not filmed in. It's a, it takes place in Chicago, doesn't it? It does take place in Chicago. Yes, yeah. I'm like, why is he wearing a Red Wings jersey? Because maybe he's a fan of the Red Wings. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I actually wouldn't be surprised if that's like serious trivia summer. Like, why is he wearing a red wing shirt? And it's probably just like, oh, this is the only jersey we could find at the time, and he wanted to be a hockey fan. It's fine. Sorry, I distracted by something. Wait, oh, Molly Ringwall wanted to play Sloan. John wouldn't let me do it. He said the part wasn't big enough for me. Okay, so apparently this is why he wears a, a red wing shirt. I don't remember this coming up in the movie, but maybe they had like. They had this like written in the original script or just like as a character, like just to figure out what to put them in. But it says that um, Cameron had a grandfather in Detroit who he had a great relationship with and who used to take him to Red Wings games. It could also be seen as a dig at his Blackhawks loving father. That works as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I do support the other Michigan schools football team to make my dad mad just just for fun yeah and i have a great relationship with my dad but that was my rebellion <laughs> it was just like um no michigan state's better it really annoys him apparently that's basically the plot of the hockey sweater i know wait i'm assuming you're talking about the book that was made into like a little short cartoon right it's like a kid's book it's a yeah it's a kid's book from when we were kids yeah, um, th- I did not grow up in a hockey household, so I didn't read any of this stuff. I know about it because I worked in a bookstore for a bunch of years. Oh no, sorry, it's it. it's not. It's from it's a book that was way before we were kids. I just need to preface that by anybody googling it. This is not how old we are. We are <laughs> old, but not that old. Yeah, because it's not from the sixties or something. It's from seventy nine. Seventy nine. Okay. Paul. Oh, okay. Yes. Um. <laughs> Had to undate ourselves. <laughs> like, yes. Um, but yeah, if that's true, then that's kind of amazing because a little bit of Canadian in there technically then. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Oh, shoot. There was one thing I wanted to mention about Fargo. What? Fargo was a co-production between the UK and the US. Was it? Yeah. It said it in the credits or something, so I Googled it. Um... Yeah, it's a co-production between the UK and the US. They both they both paid for the for it to be made. Sting. Which is why I'm also surprised the British people in the chat don't know about Fargo. But it's fine. They're all young but, too. But I mean, sometimes it just might be the popularity of something isn't as big somewhere compared to somewhere else. But they like paid for it. It's not it's not like 
they took their taxes and paid for it. It was a production company. They no, the money queen. The queen, the queen paid for it. it. Yeah, the queen paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> get that tax money. Like, you're you're gonna get all of you know the them to like leave this chat and get very angry at us and be like, no, the queen. Don't talk about the queen mom that way. They love me. Yeah. They the Mandalorian me. does get money from Quebec and Ontario. So does Star Trek Discovery. So you know. It's all filled. I paid for what? Uh, <laughs> um, okay. You paid for Fargo. We're just going to let you know that. No, okay. she's from Quebec. Oh, she's paying for the Mandalorian. Then. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Um, um, wait, ooh, did I you notice that the receptionist was sniffing whiteout? Yes. I loved it. Yeah. I made notes about that as well because I'm like, oh, it's just like sniffing the, the, like, the thick big markers back in the day. Like, yeah. Uh. She's, just, she's just sitting there with her little... And I'm like, oh my god, why? No, you're better yeah. than this. I know. I swear to God, computers have ruined so many industries, including the whiteout industry. Because when was the last time you you needed whiteout? Uh, any kind, not even just like the liquid paper, like the you know the ones that came like it looked like paper and a tube thing and just like rub it up. Yeah, I used know? it at work last year. Did you really? Yeah, oh I don't remember why, but I. I was writing out handwritten notes for someone and I screwed up. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the printer wasn't working and I didn't want to talk to the IT intern again. Mm -hmm. So I just wrote notes out by hand. <laughs> I love it. Don't worry I about it, Dave. I, I can't even think of the last time I used any kind of whiteout. I also use highlighters on it. Well, not anymore, but I have, I made uh, our receptionist order me a pack of multicolored highlighters. You don't, you're not a person who highlights in books, are you? No. Okay. They were for my notebook. That's fine. Those, I'm sorry. The I don't care what book it is, whether it's a textbook or it's a novel or it's just some kind of reference. Do not highlight in your book or do like the bend the corner. Do not fold Savages. the corners down. Do not. Savages. Do not <laughs> fold the corner down of your book. No, don't be those people. That is not how you bookmark things. Yeah. You get a piece of paper. It could be a receipt. Look, mm -hmm. bookmark. It's a bookmark. You don't yeah. fold corners down. Do not do that to your books, people. I know. Yeah, all of my books, I lend them to people. And they're like, did you even read this? I'm like, of course I did. I take care of my book. Thank you. Do I have any um, books that you'd want to borrow? Also, Tracy forgot lamb. She left it here last night. After we oh, thought she didn't about take it, it? Oh. no, it's on the coffee table. I didn't notice until like this afternoon. Such a good book. Um, yesterday we were talking about the book uh, "Lamb" by Christopher Moore. Um, it is a very good book. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's it. Sam says he can't read. Why can't he read? Is he okay? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. These are gonna be. There's gonna be many follow up questions to this later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Gospel yes. of Biff. <laughs> It is my favorite Christopher Moore book. <sighs> She's Shateen. Okay, we're very off tangent though. Um, yes. We're going all over the place. Okay. Can I mention how <laughs> terrible of a friend Ferris is though? Yeah, he's not a great friend. But one thing I kind of liked about this movie was, um, I think I've, I've complained about this a couple of times on different episodes of the podcast where the idea of being a carefree spirit means... You don't care about other people. You put other people in danger and all this kind of stuff. And within this movie, 
I would consider Fairfielder to be like a carefree individual. But one thing I realized about him in this, yeah, he's not the best friend, but it is very obvious he actually cares about the people around oh, him. He very much cares about the people around him. And that's what makes him different than a lot of other movies where they talk about like free spirited characters and stuff. Yeah, he takes his friend's, you know, his friend's dad car out for a drive and everything, but he never puts them in physical danger in any way, no. shape, or form. He never does anything that will get them, like, arrested, but he, he lets them have fun. And then when something does go wrong, he actually cares. He doesn't walk away from it. Yeah, you know, like, whereas... he tried to take blame for the car. Yeah. But Cameron wouldn't let him. But, like... It bugged me that he didn't even, like, listen to Cameron. Yeah. At the beginning, he's like, we've been friends since uh, we were five, and I know exactly what you're going to do, so it's fine. Um, yeah. But also, he knows his friend's a, a hypochondriac. He knows yeah. his friend's just not going to do anything, and it's a nice day. Go outside, have a little fun. Um, and yeah, Bouncy Ferret is saying that it does help Ruck to stand up to his father. And it's true. It, it it pulls him out of his shell to be like, you know, you're going to be going to college next year. You're yeah. going to need to take care of yourself and be able to stand up to people. You know, if you can't do that at home, what is what is going to happen when, you know, people aren't around you to take care of you? Um, so yeah, it's very clear Ferris takes care of him and cares about him, but also at the same time, he's just like, oh, you're such a whiner. Let's go have fun. You know, let's go have fun. So, yeah. So I really liked that about the character because like, like I was saying before, I was very scared that a, I would more empathize with the adults in the movie and B, you know, he would be one of those like asshole free spirit characters. I'm just like, I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. So I still love him. I think he's great. All right, I'll allow it. Um, did you notice the that they were rubbing a bunny's foot? Uh, when they were in the back of the cab. Yeah. Down. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that I think is definitely an '80s thing. Yeah. Um, what's funny about it is that um, this like John Hughes actually didn't direct that many movies. Um, but he actually directed this one and it was only, it was his eighth writing credit, um, which I find fascinating. Um, Kenny Otega. Who's Kenny Otega? The, he did the choreograph for this movie and also Dirty Dancing. Ooh, interesting. But I think he also did High School Musical. Were we not talking about this on Halloween? We were because no. he did he did Hocus Pocus and Halloween or sorry High School Musical three. We did talk about this on Halloween. Maybe it was Jasmine that was talking about Kenny Otega, but we talked about Kenny Otega on Halloween. Did we? I don't know. I yeah. don't remember that. Yeah, because he did um, the choreograph for Hocus Pocus, mm -hmm. and then somebody saw that and they were like, "Oh, he he did High School Musical." Cool. But yeah, he did so he did it for Ferris Bueller and then also for Dirty Dancing, which the sister was in. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. But there's, there is a bit of trivia for that sequence, though. So there's, well, I think there's three shots where there's construction workers. There's a construction worker and there's a guy who's like um, a window washer or something. And he's like in like scaffolding. And they're just like doing kind of like weird movements 
Apparently those guys were not part of the shoot. They filmed them, then asked them after to put them in the movie. Because they're just like, we just think it's hilarious and we like it. But also, um, people want to know how it's possible that none of the parking attendants didn't scratch the car at all. Because they didn't want them to know that they stole it. So you just like drive it very carefully, very fast, and then you take it back. Well, I don't know. They did do that two of those scenes, like the part where they came right out of the parking lot. The back bumper definitely hit the ground. And then there was the part where they went over the hill and they were clearly flying and they landed. So that alone would have shifted things and loosened a bumper or two for sure. Well, he didn't check. Cameron didn't check the bumper. He only looked at the top of it and said, oh, it looks fine. So he could have scratched. They could have probably definitely damaged the bumper, but he didn't look at it. True. That is a, a nice car, though. But I'm not, I like, eh, it was like okay I don't, car. it's an okay car. Like, I don't mind, like, those little cars, but really, I'm more of, like, a muscle car person or, like, a, not a truck, like, a, like, a SUV or, like, a Jeep person. I'm a classic car person. Like, I love the classic cars. Like, I love the 1930s pickups and Oh, Fords. yeah, those are beautiful cars. Oh, my God, my yeah. dream is to have a 1934 pickup in navy blue. You would you do how much work you would have to do to like restore one of those? Oh, I um, know somebody that has one. I fully restore? To, yeah, fully restore. I've I was in one when I was twelve. Uh, my grandfather mm-hmm. is a lifetime member of the transportation museum. Mm-hmm. Um, so we used to spend a lot of the summer be like borrowing people's classic cars in exchange for like he had a seventy three Stingray. So people would borrow his car for the weekend, and he'd borrow theirs. And I was just like, you need to buy me this, Grandpa. Awesome. Grandpa, you need to buy me this. And he was like, when you can drive. And then he never bought it for me. Still waiting. Still waiting for my grandpa to buy me that car. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Back to the movie. Yes. (laughs) No, just looking like um, Bouncy Ferret mentioned that he loves the 69 Mustang GT. That's also a fantastic car. I love it. Uh yeah, so I don't know where do you want to go. Sorry, I started eating a cracker. I started um, eating a cracker. Oh my god! I oh, <laughs> so the part where Cameron's in bed and they just like show him lying there and he's just like I'm dying. Yeah, my note is oh my god, I've had those moments. Yeah, it's just every, I think everybody's had one of those moments where but you're just his- like I don't want to move, I don't want to do anything. Everything just seems wrong. I'm going to just lie here. But his his moment was more depression, not hungover, right? Oh, yeah. No, he's not hungover. Okay. Because I definitely a, get those feelings when I'm hungover. He's a, he's a hypochondriac. Yeah. And he's depressed. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I have a note about Matthew Broderick being so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh-huh. also, did Alan Ruck do anything after this? Uh, yeah, he was in, like, Spin City. He was in... Oh, wait. He was in a movie I did the other day. What movie did I do the other day? Oh, no. That's Matthew Broderick was in Election that's, that I did the other day. Alan Rourke's been in tons of things. Yeah, but, like, what recently? Oh, my God. He was in Star Trek. He was. He was in Star Trek... Um, oh, my God. Generations. 
he was the captain of the ent- new Enterprise where Kirk dies on his first mission. Well, it says Star Trek of gods and men. So sure, that's Enterprise? I don't know. Of gods and men? That's the... What? Yeah, it says here that he was Star Trek of gods and men. Ooh, Tales from the Crypt. I remember that show. Of gods and... What is of gods and men? What is this? Oh, yeah, Spin City. Wait, what? which one is Spin City? Spin City was Michael J. Fox. I'm trying to get a picture of it. I'm sure I've seen this. Oh, yeah, you've definitely seen it. But I have no idea what this of gods and men thing is from 2007. It's a you, full hour and 27 minutes. You don't know something about Star Trek? I'm just looking through all the TV shows he's been on. My God, The Exorcist had a TV show? Shatim, we should watch The Exorcist TV show. If you're still there, we should watch it. He's also a ghost whisperer. Is that one of the fan-made movies? Is that one of the fan-made movies? What, the ghost whisperer? No, the Star Trek of gods and men. (laughs) Well, it says it was directed by Tim Russ. So Tim Russ played Tuvok on Voyager. um, And he was also in a couple episodes of... um, TNG. So it's well not. It's a. Movies. It's a three-part, thirty-minutes thing. Yeah, because it's just called a video. It's not called a movie. It's not called anything. Which means it's probably something that was put on like YouTube for whatever reason. Described by the producers as a fortieth anniversary gift from Star Trek actors to their fans, not endorsed by the rights hoarders, holders of hoarders. <laughs> They're hoarding the rights holders of star trek but has been covered on the official star trek website uh i love voyager my first crush was janeway just saying before i go thanks dave for the last little tidbit of information <laughs> okay good shatim is in where shatim and i are gonna watch um the exorcist tv show all right star wars does it Oh, he's going to be in Freaky. That's awesome. I don't know what Freaky is. I saw that too, but I don't know. So, so Freaky is this new movie where it's a new take on like Freaky Friday where um, this teenage girl's body is taken over by a serial killer and her memories in the serial killer's body and they have to try to swap. <laughs> but he's killing people in her teenage body and she's like an old man trying to like stop things. It's starring Vince Vaughn. It is starring Vince Vaughn. Yeah. He's also in the TV show Succession, um, Tim, uh, which is very popular right now. He's one of the sons. So, yeah, there you go. He's in some very popular things right now. Um, I just wrote down Heartless Wench, but I don't know why and I didn't write any context to it. Heartless Wench. Heartless <laughs> but I think somebody wench. gets called Heartless Wench, wench in it. Um, I have a feeling it's the secretary. The secretary is the heartless wench? Yes, that's what it is. It's the sister when he she goes into the office um, to talk to Mr. Rooney and Rooney's not there. She calls her a heartless wench. Oh, okay. Well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it apparently on Monday night. <laughs> I'm just going to start calling everybody heartless wenches. Heartless wench, yeah. What? Oh, did, that actually reminds me. There was one thing I did not like about this movie and I did not like about Ferris. Was when they pulled in. One thing? They pulled into the garage and they're talking to the attendant at first. 
and he's like, do you speak English? Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, that was not necessary. <laughs> like, it was not necessary. No. Yeah, no. No. Uh, it was the guy in the corridor was calling the sister a heartless wench. Oh, because she... Yeah, because... Oh, hold on. I've got to allow this. Um, oh, is that the part where... Is that the part where he she like smacks the He's yeah, like, he's raising money to send Ferris a get well gift and she smacks yeah. it out of his hand and he yells at her for being heartless wench. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. So before we started the podcast, I was I was looking up something and Erica's just like, Why are you looking this up? I'm like, I'm looking up the band Save Ferris oh, yeah. because they're named after Save Ferris in this movie. Oh, I didn't know. Where people that. Yeah, people yell "Save Ferris," oh, then it's like on like, part. yeah. So that's what they're named after, and I couldn't remember what song it was that I knew them from, and it's the tenth, the song from Ten Things I Hate About You." That's what it was, and we looked it up. Do you have that? Oh, you would have already done that movie because that's a number. Uh, yeah, but no, I don't have that. Either. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. it really bugged me that they thought they could just drive backwards to change the miles. I mean, some old odometers were stupid like that, but I don't know. It really yeah, I thought that was weird, too. But also, in like those dashboards, it really actually would have been easy to pop out the odometer and manually turn it back. Yeah, but you shouldn't but, do that because you can screw up the part of the car that, like, the speedometer. Because they did that to my sister's car. They, they altered the mileage, and then it never told her what speed she was going. Oh my god yeah so she used to just drive around doing whatever speed everybody else was doing i mean that's that's true you won't get picked out of the like if cops are pulling people over yeah you're not gonna get picked out for that yeah no so i mean they're they're supposed to be dumb teenagers they don't know stuff it's fine <laughs> um also charlie sheen <laughs> yeah i do like that part though i hate his face so much but i like that part <laughs> He was okay back then. Yeah. It was later on that it became a thing, but he was okay back then. One thing I never understood was that her name is Jean, but guys usually call her Shauna. I don't understand I don't, why. I don't understand that either. I don't. I don't know. But, but I did I did like the songs. They're like, ooh, Shauna. And I was like, yeah. I did enjoy that part. But it just looked like she's like sitting there in a police station and just starts making out with a criminal who's also in a police station. <laughs> she's had a day. She's had a day. She, has had a she day. needs to have some fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was just like she just would not stop talking. That was like just say goodbye and walk away. Just walk away. Yeah. Just walk away. But her, but her day is much like Rooney's day. Like she gets in trouble because she's doing something she's not supposed to do. Yeah. And of course she gets caught because she's an idiot about it. But also, I mean, Bruni gets it much worse than she does, so I'm fine on both sides of that. <laughs> and I like, I like the fact she's like, I'm very protective of my body. I'm like, yeah. There was a part in here. Oh, but okay, so I did also really like that she spends the entire day being pissed off at Ferris and then mm -hmm. saves him in the end. And I'm like, yes. that's very much the relationship with my sister. Like, we would fight and bicker about everything all day, but then, like, at the end, like, she's just like, no, a lie for you. Like with anything, like you, like I'm allowed to make fun of my brother, but anybody makes fun of my brother, they're going down. Like oh, they are going allowed. down. Nobody can make yeah. fun of your brother. Especially <laughs> like you can make fun of my sister. I don't care. But like, do no, Tracy's brother, we do not make fun of. 
He is a great man. He's fine. What else? <laughs> uh, to be fair, his character in there looked like he had partied and drank all day. He did. He did. Uh, there that- was something. No talk. I'm looking something up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's why he was asking her if she was in for drugs because he's probably like, "Where can I get some drugs?" <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he was doing. Probably. Um, Emilio Estevez turned down the role of Cameron, and I think it would have been really funny if he was in it with his brother. Oh yeah, actually, that would have been good. Like that would have been you, good. They wouldn't have been in I, the same scene together, but still, it would have been like yeah, a they fun never trivia. Crossed- yeah but it would have been so weird as as cameron i don't think it would have worked because also i think the thing that makes cameron work so well in this is because he's all tall and lanky yeah whereas Amelia west of us is about the same size as uh, matthew broderick so they've been like you would have lost part of the dynamic yeah it would not i don't think it would have worked it wouldn't have worked as well as it did and I think that's that's the thing. Like you, you think about some some movies and the possible casting. Like like um, Will Smith turned down being Neo in The Matrix, right? And they had hired him for the job. Like he was gonna get paid. He's like, no, no, no I got something else to do, which was wild, wild west. But imagine Will Smith in that role. Change. That would have been such a different movie. Who knows how good yeah. it would have been? But it would have been such a different movie. At the it would time. not have been the same at all. And that's, not like, why all. certain, you like, you can't change, certain actors fit in roles, and, like, that's the role for them, and you can't, if it yeah. was somebody else, it would not be the same. It wouldn't, no. And I know, like, Will Smith can do serious acting, like, he, he can do it, I, I mean, if you've seen, like, Six Degrees of Separation and stuff, like, he's in there, he, he does it, and you're like, he's good at it, like, he's not bad, um, but I just think his overall way of, you know, just doing stuff. And his interpretation of the character would have been just so different. I don't think it would have worked. Bouncy Fairy doesn't think Will Smith would have been better. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I think yeah. I I think it would have been a much worse movie if Will yeah. Smith was in it. No. And no. yeah. I just think it's just sometimes people don't fit roles and they don't fit places. And even like there are movies out there that could be so good, but you're just like, why is he in this movie? Or why is she in this movie? How is it this character? You're you're nuts. You're nuts. This was wrong casting, and I just need yeah. you to know that that's how I feel about this. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think part of the problem is, too, is sometimes you get to a point where they're like, we filmed three quarters of this movie. We realize you suck, but refilming is not going to work. Just, just keep doing it. Just there was one movie where... They hired somebody for the lead, and he was so bad at acting. But I, th- I feel like they cut him and reshot his scenes. But I, I like I. Yeah, don't that's know. um, that's uh, Back to the Future. Oh um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it was uh, another. Oh, I forget what that guy's name is. Um, but they filmed like a good portion of the movie with him, and, and then they're like, we're, it's like just not working. We need to redo this. You suck. Yeah. Because apparently he was too serious and too dry. Um, and uh, they're like, no, this needs to be a bit lighter, a little bit more fun. And they took him out. And the funny thing is, is like that guy's like a good actor. Like he's a good, proper, solid actor. But is it just Eric wasn't the Schultz? right role. Schultz? That, that's that it. It was Eric Schultz. Yes, it's not me. I don't get the credit for that. Yeah. 
Oh, thank you, Duff. Yes. Yeah, Duff it is Eric Schultz. Duff got it, not me. Um, but that's like a lot of things. Like, um, so, so somebody brought up Janeway before, but originally Janeway was played by a completely different character and a different name. Um, and they're just like, A, the actress they hired hated working every day because she'd never done a TV show before. And like, just sort of like the intensity of it and like the, the pace. Um, but she also just didn't fit in with like the cast and the space and she wasn't coming out. And um, originally, like they went like crazy over budget because they had to reshoot the whole pilot episode to take her out and put somebody else in. Um, so I remember that and I was like, oh, yeah, that would have been such a completely different show with a different captain. I remember there being other shows like because a lot of shows the pilot is done like, so far ahead of when the rest of it is. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, other shows, like, seeing a pilot a pilot episode and then seeing the second episode, and you're just like, wait a second. That character had a brother in the pilot, but now he has a sister. Or they've completely, like, a- changed the age of a character or an yeah. actor because they're just like, either we couldn't get them back or they're like, that character didn't work and we've changed it, but we're not going to reshoot the pilot. Yeah, or they just, like, disappear suddenly. You're just yeah. like, oh. Well, what is it? it's like in the OC, Marissa's sister is, like, seven, and then she goes to boarding school. Like, they do in all of soap operas, too. And the next yeah. season, she comes back from boarding school, and she's, like, 12. She's, like, 12 <laughs> or 13, and you're just like, okay, wait, no, I'm, wait. But you were a kid, and now you're a teenager that's, it's been a year. This is but, odd. Yeah. But they do that in soap operas too. They like send the kid away for a year and they come back and it's like three times their age. Mm-hmm. Or like early on in a show, they introduce a character. Like, like it's a very like tertiary. Like I'm specifically thinking of the Big Bang Theory. Like in one episode, you meet Amy Farrah Fowler's mother via like video chat. But it's for like three seconds at the end of an episode. But later on, you meet her mother and her mother is... um. Kathy Bates, and you're just like, wait, that's not her mother. We've seen her mother. What are you talking about? Kathy so Bates like, is okay. in it. Yeah, can't do it. Can't watch it. <laughs> Love that lady. Cannot watch her. Can't. It's do. fine. Um, yes. Yeah, but it's just like they don't. They're like, oh, it's just a side character right now. It's not important. And then, and then later they're like, oh no, this is important. We do need this character. Sure. So yeah. now we actually have to film and hire someone. Yeah. Well, it was like with Shit's Creek, they did the pilot and then they were weren't sure that they could get um Kathy O'Hara. Is that who it is? Yeah. The plays Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. They didn't think that they could get her back after the pilot was bought. So like imagine that show with somebody else. Yeah. It would be it would definitely be very different for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, Bouncy Ferret, who are you talking about? She's only in, like, uh, like Kathy, Kathy Bates? Is it four or five episodes? Or yeah, four, four out or of five. five episodes. Four or five, I think, is what I'm going for. Um, but yeah, she's, a, she's only in a few episodes, but she's, like, she's, technically, she's a, she's, it's known that she's this person's mother who was earlier introduced, so. I think what people expect, too, is, like, people aren't going to remember that thing that happened, you know, five seasons ago for two seconds. No, it's only you that remembers that. Yeah, it happens. I know. But that, it, I mean, like, like Star Trek, for example, is notorious for that. 
where like Tim Russ has played like 12 characters in episodes, you know, and um, even like um, uh, the guy who plays Tom Paris. Well, I can't remember his name right now. Anyways, he's played multiple uh, characters in the show. Um, uh, Worf, uh, Michael Dorn was like a different character in a movie that they turned it to make it canon within the series. Like it's it's stuff like that. Like they just pick people out. Do you talk about Star Trek in every podcast? Like every episode? Yeah, like <laughs> every right, podcast maybe. episode. <laughs> it's it very regularly. Yeah, Jeez, it's it like your way to like just segue about your favorite show ever. You're like, screw the movies. I just wanted to talk about Star Trek. <laughs> no, we should go back to talking about the movies. <laughs> I don't really know if I have that much else about the movie. That I wrote down. Um, I noticed that the license plate on the car is nervous. And oh, I wrote that down too. I wrote that down too. Oh, wait, you on Zygus Nine? Yeah, he's everywhere. Sorry, more Star Trek. I apologize. We're gonna go back. Nice. Uh, The movie sign when they're in New York. The movie behind them had Godzilla was playing. In New York? No, they're in Chicago. Sorry, in Chicago. When they were in downtown Chicago, the movie theater behind them says Godzilla is playing. Sweet. Um, what's, what's really funny about that is that later on, Matthew Broderick made a Godzilla movie. What? Is he still married to Sarah Jessica Parker? Uh, yes, they are. Um, I'm I'm sorry, I'm laughing at Bouncy Ferris's comment. (laughs) And it's it's true, I apologize. (laughs) Wait, should I apologize or is that fine? Like, I don't know. Maybe you should have made a podcast about Star Trek. (laughs) Oh God, I don't know. And and not about the movies on your shelf because you just always want to talk about Star Trek. <laughs> this is all the time. Like even when I go out for dinner with her, she's just like, "So this thing about Star Trek happened," and then Mike and I are just like, "Oh my god, can I get some cheese?" Because there because there are shows out. I'm sorry, and you also you're bringing it back up. Okay, I was talking about the movie again. You, you also it watch it during wine night. Like you split your attention between us and Star Trek. Yeah, because Voyager's on. I don't. I don't understand what the problem is. Just wish you loved me more. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Erica, Star Trek has a universal connections. It does. does it? Lit- literally every movie you watch, you can find somebody who has been in Star Trek. Who in Ferris Bueller? Uh, t- uh, the Rock guy, Alan oh, Rock. Okay, right. Damn it, shit. Uh, who <laughs> in Far- Who in Fargo? Who in Fargo? Um. Oh, uh, the crazy oh, blonde really? dude. Yeah, yeah, he really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? He played an alien. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I'm, I'm going to find it. Hold on. Give me one second. I don't, th- I don't think it was William H. Macy, actually. I think it was the other dude. I love William H. Macy. Um, Has anybody Peter- seen him in uh, Shameless? Not watch Shameless. Oh, it is not Peter Stormare. No, What's my favorite that? one that he's in? Oh, I'm looking up William H. Macy's movies. Oh, he was on ER. Who? William H. Macy? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Neither did I. He was in uh, 31 episodes. He was a main character for yeah. a, like a while? Yeah. Oh, my God. Welcome to Collinwood. That's where I really love William H. Macy from. Welcome to Collinwood. It is a little movie that a lot of people don't know about, but I own it on DVD. 
Of course. Oh, in Jurassic do. Park. Oh my gosh. Well, no, that Jurassic oh. Park is a stupid Jurassic Park. Yeah, because that's the third one, right? Yeah, that's the one nobody cares about. That had um, Tia Leone was his wife or whatever, and they're about to get divorced and stuff. Yeah, and she just won't stop freaking screaming. Like, hi, dinosaurs are attracted to noise. Can you stop using the megaphone? I have to play her character in the Lego game every once in a while. And I'm yeah. always just like, I hate her so much. I just want her character, the Lego character, to just explode and go away. I hate it. I hate her. Don't understand how you could hate her so much. I hate her so much. Okay, for some reason it's telling me... I don't know. Okay, maybe not anybody in Fargo. <gasps> but I thought you said that it was everybody... It was connected that somebody and everything has been in Star Trek. Are you lying to me now? Almost everything. <gasps> Trust me. I bet you if I keep looking, I will find it. What? Oh, he What's was the also husband's Mr. Holland's name again? Opus. Who? Fargo? What? William yeah. H. Macy? Um, oh, here you go. Steve Buscemi name? plays. There you go. Steve Buscemi is really good, too. I love Steve Buscemi. I think this is the movie that made me start to remember his name. Found it. Yes. It's the guy who played Norm. He was in Star Trek Voyager. There you go. The guy that played Norm. Found it. Oh, Drew Carey's brother. Brother. Yes. Yep. I did it. Oh, my God. Told you I'd find one. You are too excited about this. (laughs) Because I know it's true. Well, because even when we were talking, what we were talking about, we were talking about um, Dead Like Me. And I was like, oh, nobody on this has anything to do with Star Trek. Turns out the guy who created the show does. There you go. Oh, yeah. We went into a full on tangent about that. Yeah. High five. Bam. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went in a very big tangent about it. So, so like, yeah. We don't really talk. We do not talk about the movies. <laughs> we don't talk about the movies. We a tiny movies bit. Um, oh, another thing I want to say about this movie, the woman who played the nurse was the grandma on Fresh Prince. She was uh, Phil's mom. She was Phil's mom? mom? No. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. As soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, it's the grandma from Fresh Prince. Oh, they don't list her. They don't list her on Wikipedia. Okay. But what about the painting? What painting? What Um, painting? When they're at the art gallery? Or no, the Steve painting Buscemi, in Ferris. Okay, first not of Fargo. all, Stephen Shemley does not play Gavron. <laughs> first of all. He said might not. <laughs> the one Cameron's staring at. Oh, in um oh that's the uh that's the pointillist painting. Uh Picnic on the Sun, I think it's called. Apparently there's a theory that Cameron is imagining the whole day. Yeah. It's the Fight Club theory. Fight Club has a name. Uh, he's staring at a Sunday afternoon on the islands of La Grande. There, oh, yeah, I'm way off on the title. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful painting, but it's um, it's done uh, pointillist, and it's like five feet by like three feet or something. Like it's a very big painting. I will never do and a painting like awesome. that. Like that, I wouldn't finish it. Yeah, no, like that's the thing with me is like I will start something that is tedious and be like, I love every minute of it. And then after, like, 45 hours, realize I've gotten, like, four inches done, I'll be like, I can't. I, I have can't a painting this. that I absolutely love that I started, mm-hmm. and I have not finished it. 
Because it's just the amount of time that I have to put in to finish it. I'm just like. That takes to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I see things and people are just like, oh, it just took me like 600 hours to do this. I'll be like, excuse me? What? <laughs> yeah. It's just like. I don't know. I'm impressed. Don't get me wrong. I think it's fantastic. Um, but, but yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the works of art they look in, in that um, gallery are quite fantastic. I think it was um, the painting that I did like two weeks ago it took me six hours. Because it's flat colors, right? Um, yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up as well. They're like, uh, Ferris Bueller's like, this is the tallest building in the world. Let's look outside. Um, first of all, um, the building I, they were yeah. in was the Sears Tower, which is now called the Willis Tower. Um and it was 1986. Therefore, the CN Tower was already open to the public. Yep. So incorrect. Yeah. No, I caught that. Thank he you. said that. And I was like, um, no, it, no, it wasn't. Yeah. No. I mean, now the CN Tower is what? The second? It's the second. It's the second But tower? technically, people want to – well, no. They've, they've made a new tower since then. Never mind. Um, because at first, the, the building that broke its record, people were arguing that it doesn't count because technically it's the top of the antenna – on it that surpasses the height of the CN Tower. They're like, that doesn't count to be the building. But they've also built another building since then that's taller. Yeah, so. but I remember when that came out and they were like, no, we're going to count the antenna. So the CN Tower put a taller antenna on. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, it, it, antennas count? Here's a new one. Look, tallest yeah. building once again. Thank you. Thank you. Stop yeah. stealing that, this from us. Canada has one thing. To, that's how to properly be petty about something. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Tim says that it's the third now. Yeah, it might be the third right now. Let's see. Tallest buildings. It's not even on the list. Yeah, the Khalifa is the tallest. You know that one. Shanghai Tower. The same tower is not, not even on the list. That seems weird. Pretty sure it's still taller than Excuse some of me. these buildings. Well, I don't know then. Maybe it's just not. How tall is the CN Tower? So the CN Tower is 553 meters tall. 553? Yeah. So that means it's fifth. Sixth, sorry. Because there's the Lot World Tower in Seoul, which is 555. Then there's the Ping An Finance Center, which is five ninety nine. Uh, there's the uh, a place that I don't want to say its name. That's in Saudi Arabia. That's six hundred one. Um, <laughs> there's the Shanghai Tower. That's six thirty two. And then there's and then, the Khalifa, yeah, which is eight twenty nine. But the Sea Tower is not even on this list. Yeah, which seems strange to me. Or do they mean, or are they making a different list? Because there was a, a whole thing about like freestanding structure against building. Yeah, because I think that this is counting bil buildings and the CN Tower is not a building. Sure. It's still the tallest in the Western Hemisphere. Yes, we have well, we'll take it then. I'll we'll take that. We'll take it. <laughs> tallest freestanding structure. Bunch of stuff. That's true. That's cool. It is the ninth tallest freestanding structure. It's all the way at nine now? It's oh, the ninth cool. tallest. Nonsense. But yes, we are the tallest in the Western Hemisphere still. Hmm. 
I'll take but it. But it's it's still fun to walk across the glass floor every oh, once in a while. It was the tallest freestanding structure between 1975 and 2007. A good yeah. time period, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty um, Up your game, Canada. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> England isn't even on this list. Yeah, thank you very much. Sasse. Yeah. Um, uh, so, well, also, I want to bring up the fact in... Uh, movies now are very specific about this. They always show people putting on their seatbelts. In this movie, they don't wear any seatbelts. <gasps> and I realized it was driving me nuts. <laughs> there was one part that I really didn't like that they were speeding and Cameron was sitting on the top of the back seat, And I was <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, no. Oh, you're going to die. <laughs> no, you're going to you're going to he's going to stop short and you're dead. Yeah. Ooh. Well, because even when they're on the highway and he's like joking about driving the car and he lets go of the wheel and turns around, and I'm like, what are you doing? No. That made that did make me feel very old no. when that's that's the thing I got out of that scene. I was just oh, like, oh, well, yeah, that day. totally puts that it's like an 80s movie, though. Yeah, it does. It's um, that they don't care about that. Um, also, I noticed that the flower delivery guy was Louis Anderson, so I don't know why I noticed it. I was like, that guy looks like Louis Anderson. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, that is Louis Anderson. And I did not catch that. I did. Yeah. But I he love was- that the parents didn't question all the flowers when they got home at the end of the day. <laughs> Their entire front hall is full of flowers. And they're like, oh, all right, well, carry on. I mean, they, they didn't question it, but it was very clear that they were looking at it. They were just like, yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways. Uh, well, they were too distracted by having to pick up the daughter at the police station. Well, mom did, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they're nice parents. They're surprisingly nice parents. They were nice parents. They were good parents. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. The dad wasn't really there that often, but. Yeah. I mean, oh, that of- was the one thing. Um, so the mom checked on him while he was sick, and she didn't even notice that, like, the arm hanging out from under the covers was black. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I noticed that too. <laughs> First of all, it made me think of the Venture Brothers. And second of all, I was like, "Is it's not that dark in that room. What's wrong with you? Like, just she would have seen it. There. She would yeah. have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Bouncy Ferret. I can be quite quicker than you can type. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was, so true. I was just like, are you, wait. You opened it and looked twice, and you just – even yeah. the sister no, didn't notice it. Because didn't she open the door too? Yeah, but she, like, flung the door open, and it was like a – Oh, um, and it sat fully – yeah. yeah. And she got angry and yelled and laughed. Um, and <laughs> so the funny thing about that scene too is that, like, I was thinking about if I was homesick and my mother came into my room, she'd walk in, she'd walk in, she'd, like, look at me, she'd come touch me. She'd be like, you okay? Do you want some food? You're fine? And then leave. Yeah. yeah, my mom wouldn't just open the door. My mom would be like, here's a wet cloth. And be like, I don't want your fucking wet cloth. I hate wet cloths. But yeah. like, she'd be like, do you want some soup? Do you want some tea? Should I make you something to eat? Are you hungry? Do you need some Advil? Yeah. That mom's just like, oh, he's sleeping. sleeping. Precious, my precious, my precious son. And then just like leaves. <laughs> but just is crazy to me. I'm like, really? No. He could be. He, I know you were. You're hearing snoring, but you know you might want to check up on him a little bit. Yeah, cause. considering his arm is black. 
Yes, that might be a, a indication of, of something not being correct. Yes, yes, you might want to check on him. They're fun. They're fun. Also, also the, the singing telegram lady, that was inappropriate. Was it now? If a bunch of teenage boys sent it to a teenage boy? <laughs> they essentially hired him a prostitute. Yeah, what they are, did. Like, that's wrong. Who showed up with... Uh, like three other three dudes. Yeah, they were all delivering like flowers and stuff, though. That one of those guys was Louis Anderson. Yeah, but like she, yeah, she shows up, but with other people too. Yeah, so I think they just kind of ended up there at the same time because of all the deliveries. And stuff. Um, Fair. Also, don't drop flower pots onto dogs' heads. Oh, I was good. so mad when he did that. Yeah, you do not do that. Like, don't be a dick to the dog. You're on his property. You're in his space. You're not supposed to be there. You were not. His you're you're human. all you're you're already on the other side of the door. Just go. Just leave. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of worried me. No, but I love Arati. I love Arati. Roddy's are nice. That was just so mean. Like he was already a terrible person. Like I already didn't mm. like him because he was spending far too much time about this. Yeah. And bad at his job. But then drops a flower pot on a puppy. And those were some looked like some expensive flowers too, because yeah. there was like an orchid and like a lily in there. Yeah, you know, it's all artsy and stuff. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to bring up Ben Stein because him has the teacher droning along, still great. Uh Bueller, Bueller. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love um, it. But every time I hear him, he reminds me of a university professor I had. Uh, he was a he was an Indian guy and he taught um, structures, right? Because I was taking architecture. Um, so it was like, you know, uh, deciding on the size of a pillar to hold up a building kind of thing. Structures. And uh, it was already a relative. It was an interesting but relatively boring topic. And he had like a indian accent but he also was monotone and had like the cadence of like william shatner and five minutes into every single class i would pass out yep. i was like i don't even i don't even understand what's happening but i would just fall asleep and at the end of every class i used to have to ask my friend for her notes so it was crazy you did the one thing that i didn't do because my international business teacher was the exact same yeah. I just didn't go to class. So went to class, him and I had an understanding. I would show to class one day a week. <laughs> I would get the notes from a girl. I would do the homework in the cafeteria and I just would not go to class. And he was like, Well, That's I mean, fine. the class was only once a week, if I remember correctly. Oh, mine was in high school. So it was Oh no, this was this every single every single day. And I was just oh. like, I cannot like I'm going to sleep. And it was second period, so it was like 10 a.m. I was like, I'm literally going to fall asleep every single day. I don't want to do this. And he was like, just do the homework, and I don't care where you are. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also one of those – so we had – the class was in like a big like uh, uh, auditorium. Um, so it was like the professor was like down in a pit, and it's like all the, the desks were like stacked upwards. Like it was like the college. So why did you even go? And you probably uh, didn't even know you we were there. Well, I had classes for the rest of the day anyway, so I had to be there. Yeah, but that's like um, a food break. 
And but it was one of those things where it was like I when at the beginning of the year when I started the class, I started like half like I never sat in the front of the class. I never wanted to be in the front. Don't pay attention to me. So I was like the middle, you I know. And every time I went to class, I was a further desk back. Oh geez. Until I was all the way at the back. So I was just like, I'm just gonna pass I like I just can't keep my head up. You know, and if he sees me, he's gonna get mad. I'm just gonna pass out in the back. My friend's gonna take notes. I'll get everything after. It'll be fine. <laughs> I always sat in the front row because my no. friend wouldn't wear my friend wouldn't wear her glasses. Why? It's, I don't know. She wanted to wear well, her glasses, so we sat in the front row so she could read the board <laughs> through all of college. But I have to admit, like they captured the doldrums of high school yeah. so well in that beginning. Like the face how- of every kid. Yeah. Like their faces, them just being like. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Um, and you're just like the teacher's just droning on anyone, anyone, voodoo economics. You're just like, fucking hell. You're like, nobody cares. Why are we here? <laughs> Why are we learning this? Or even Ugh. like uh, the part with the, when Sloan's class with the, the English professor. I'm very curious to what book they were talking about. Cause like, what does the prison represent? Nobody cares. Let's let's get on with our day. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I love the, I love the fact that if I was in that class, I'd be like, I don't care what you're talking about. But watching a movie of them being in the class, I'm like, I need to know what you're talking about. What book is this? What <laughs> what what are, what are we what are we referring to exactly? Uh, You'll never know. <laughs> never know. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Christy Swanson was in the classroom. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, those are all my notes, I think. I, yeah, I don't have any other notes. Now I'm just looking at the cast list. Any other, so, so of course the principal, the secretary, the nurse, the sister, um, the guy who, um, the maitre d' guy. Yeah, those are the faces I recognized in it, like, automatically. I'm like, I know you from stuff. And then a couple of them I had to look up. Well, and Louis Anderson. A couple of them I had to look up, but at the same time, I was like, what? Oh, you know what? I said it wrong. So it wasn't the girl who gave the candy. It's the bus driver is the one who does voice work on a bunch of things. Oh, the bus driver. It's the bus driver. My question with that whole thing, why? Like, he had sat down in that seat for a very long time. Why hadn't the bus driver left? Uh, maybe there was traffic outside. Maybe they were at a stop sign. Maybe somebody was crossing the street. I have no idea. I don't have those questions. Uh, how did the dad not recognize that his son, his son on the drive home was running next to him? It was the same as he looked over when they were in the taxi and just like did a double take and then they weren't there anymore. But it was like, how did you not? Maybe it's one of those like um it can't be so like it can't like right? Yeah, like you 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 make yourself believe it's not that thing simply because it can't be that thing, you yeah. know? You're like, "No, I know for a fact my son is at home, so this has to be somebody who just looks like my son and ignore it." Like, my son is at home, sick. <gasps> That's it. Sorry. Sorry. The guy that plays the parking attendant is which one uh the one that he asks if he can speak english okay he is in 
the Mario Brothers movie? No. Yeah, he's in he's in Super Mario Bros. as Spike. Oh, so he's one of the like um creatures, isn't it? Isn't Spike one of the like um like a Goomba or whatever? What are they called? I don't know. I have not seen that movie in so long, and I do not plan on watching that movie anytime soon. Um <laughs> I want I wanna watch this movie. It's my sister so and I it's my bad. no, I know. My sister and I used to watch this. Oh my god. No, it was it got it was such at such a level that I was just like, I can't I cannot look at this again. <laughs> I can. But I know for a fact I've definitely watched it more than five times. Wait, should I have even have watched this when I did watch it? What rating is this? Oh, it's only PG. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not crazy. I think I think they only say it's PG because, you know, they people get beat up. They get they fight in it. There's nothing crazy in it. Uh, Tim says he gets turned into a Goomba or Koopa. 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 Um, the the wizard. Which one's the wizard? Is, is that the one where they go to the Nintendo like championship in Las Vegas? Is that the one you're talking about? From 1989? Or is he talking about the one where his little brother gets put in a mental institution and breaks him out and the pair runs off to California? Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah. Fred Savage. Yeah, Fred Savage. And that's the part. They made a whole big deal. Like, this whole movie was about selling the Power Glove for Nintendo. And there's this whole, like, 20-minute sequence of this guy putting on the power glove, they're like, yeah, power glove. I can feel the impact and, like, do stuff. It's great. Oh, yeah, here's a picture of, of him with the power glove. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I've seen this movie. Why was his brother putting it? Oh, he suffers from PTSD after his twin sister drowned. It actually... The 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 build up around it is depressing, but the whole movie itself is kind of like all right. Yeah, the whole like first paragraph of this of this movie is so depressing. Yeah, it's literally a ninety minute ad, and you got to see Mary see Mario three at the end. <laughs> the most non ending ending. Serious. I well okay. So this is a movie I would want to rewatch actually because I am very curious. As to if I would enjoy this if I rewatched The it. grand prize was $50,000. Yeah. God, I want $50,000. I could, I could, I think a lot of people could use $50,000. So wait, now this is just turned into like talking about Sorry. nostalgic movies? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they team up with a trucker's daughter partway through, then at the end they just walk down the road into a sunset. Sunset, yeah. Yeah, because a bunch of little kids just walking away into nothingness. Yeah. And you're like, so are you going home? What are you what are you doing? Like, is everything fine now? Is he gonna go back into an institution? Ooh, the wizard was released on VHS and Laserdisc. <gasps> That's crazy. Yeah. It grossed six million dollars in video rentals. God, do you remember when we used to have to go to um, Blockbuster? Blockbuster? Get movies? Hell yeah. Uh, in our neighborhood, we had this like uh, small uh, video rental place called Ambassador Video. And I remember that place so well. Because its color, color scheme was black 
and white and purple, but it had like silver streamers all over the place, like where the signs were. So it'd be like action. It was like silver streamers with like purple writing across the top. Ugh. God, I spent so much time in that place. <laughs> we went to the we went to the blockbuster. Yeah. There was um, also a blockbuster the other way. Depend it depends on the time of day it was really. Oh, the town not even I, I love that I call it a town. The area of land that I lived in um just had a Best Buy. No, Blockbuster. Um, we, like, we're generally talking about Ferris Bueller, but we're not. Sam is correct. We are on a huge tangent. Anyway. Now, now I'm reading about Laserdiscs. They didn't last. <laughs> they did not last. Well, because they were the size of a record and you needed two of them for a single movie. And I remember this because my friend's dad was bought every single new technology. So as soon as something came out, he had it. So he had a laser disc player and we watched Terminator 2 on his rear projection 74 inch television. Um, and also, what was the other movie he had? Oh, he had Seven and he had Pulp Fiction. Those were the movies he had on the laser disc. And do not watch Seven on a giant screen where things <laughs> look like life size. It's disgusting. Um, but yeah. And halfway through the movie, you're just like, change disc. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, shit. <laughs> oh, it's like back in elementary school when we watched movies on the uh, projector. And it would, the tape would stop and the teacher would have to, like, turn it off and put the new, the new reel thing it. on, the new reel on and reel it in. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not even that old that that was what I dealt with in elementary school. But, like, yeah, that's what the well, school had, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, technology moved so fast with the last like yeah. 25 years. It's crazy um, because like you have a whole generation of people who think all of those things are from like, you know, the 1800s. And you're just like, no, nah, this was just a few years ago. What are you talking about? You know, like Facebook's only existed for like 12 years and Google's only been around for like 15 years, you know, and they're just like, what do you mean? not googling things and going to libraries that just seems crazy oh so God. yeah it wasn't That's... until late high school that we had dvd players exactly yeah. i mean we still had dial-up internet when i was in grade 10 grade 10 was when my mom finally got got wi-fi <laughs> i think by the time i was in grade 10 my uh we had like a t1 line i remember my dad getting really mad because somebody came and drilled a hole in the side of the house to put in the line and didn't like <laughs> insulate it, like insulated and like cock it. They literally just took a drill and was like, eh, and then put a cable through and walked away. He was so angry about it. I remember that. <laughs> oh God, no! I remember like the the internet cable guy coming and installing it in our basement, and uh -huh. just like my mom, my sister, and I standing there watching him, and we're just like, oh, the internet. <laughs> yeah. I can we be on the internet while Elise is on the phone for 12 freaking hours. Yeah, it was crazy. Be the nerdy girl upstairs playing video games while her sister's talking to boys. It's fine. Well, totally, are we totally like works. we had dial up, but we had two phone lines in our house for that specific reason. So one was like the house line and the other one was the like, you know, if nobody's on the internet, you can use it. But most of the time somebody's on the internet. It's no, good. my mom didn't want to pay for two lines. And, like, she wouldn't tell us she needed the phone. She would just pick it up and push buttons until you uh -huh. got disconnected upstairs. And then she'd, like, <clears throat> you'd hear a kid scream, and then she'd call, like, whoever she was calling. 
She wouldn't just be like, hey, I need to use the phone. She would just be like, nope, I'm using the phone. Are you done? Oh, they got kicked off. Great. Yeah, done. It's like trying to download songs through Napster and you get kicked off. Oh, yeah, because you were there for like six, seven hours just trying to get one song. And then you're like 6.55 and it gets disconnected and you can't play the song. And you're just like, God damn it. It's like 12 days for a movie. <laughs> We've really gone Sorry, down like a nostalgia <laughs> tangent here. Have, so oh we're old if you haven't figured this out by now. Yeah, we're apparently quite old. Um, so anyways, uh, I guess we should end it here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting have hungry any, too. Any final comments about um, Ferris Bueller Day Off or Fargo or, or Erica? Like, do you have any comments, last comments about the movies? I really like the Fargo, the TV show. I haven't watched much of it. I should. The, it's, um, oh my God, what is his name? Who's the main actor in the TV show? In Fargo? Which season? The first one. I've only seen the first one. Oh, it's um, the English guy. Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, that's who you're thinking of. Okay. Yeah. The English guy. Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman. Oh, no. Isn't he the main guy? Um, it is off my shelf. Okay, there. He's got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm like starving right now. I wonder right, if I can well, convince somebody to go for nachos. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'm going to end it there, I suppose. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, well, that's it for uh, this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Oh My Shelf, or you can send an email to ohmyshelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we're going to be talking about two of my favorite movies, The Fifth Element and Fight Club. Hope you'll be here to listen.